Welcome, everybody, to episode 89 of The Shot Pod. I'm Mark. I'm Alex. And once again, this is The, the Shot, Shot Pod. How do you do that? <laughs> August, man. Also, I already swore. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but like you're singing Christmas songs in August. That just I don't know. I get weirded out by that. Do you get do you get that? I get like seasonally angry. Like if it's like February and someone's talking about Halloween, I'm like, don't do that. It's the love month. Stop with that BS. <laughs> if it's like August and someone's like Christmas, I'm like, don't do that. Let me have my warm weather and my bikini no. bods and my and my lack of things on TV and give, let me have my summer feel. Don't don't talk about Christmas. No, I, I don't care about that. So like I used to have uh, I had a, a Halloween decoration of a skeleton that was on a wall at a an apartment that I rented, and I was like, I want to get more stick on accessories for like okay it's valentine's day maybe maybe have like a stick on cupid above my skeleton or like okay now it's easter maybe get some bunny ears for the skeleton and i i can see that i could that i agree with though there are some things that are fun to keep around all year um one of my exes we used to have because we we were really bad with the christmas tree so when we lived together we put the christmas tree up and it would just not go down so you know it would be february and I would, I would, I was kind of bad. I would be whining to her. I'd be like, "Take it, we gotta take this down. I'm not doing it alone. Like you know, I'm not doing this alone because there was so much crap on it." And then Valentine's Day hit, so I just went to the dollar store and I bought all the crappy, cheap Valentine stuff that's just there. And then I went home and ch- made it about. I just took everything off and put all that Valentine crap on it. It's a Valentine tree now. We don't have to take it down. And we did that all year. We would just go to the dollar store or we would start buying. And then by the time October came. It was a Halloween tree, and yeah. it was fun. We act that was the most fun we had because think if you think about it, so you, you decorated it as a Christmas tree, then we did the, uh, the Valentine's Day thing, then we made it all green in March, and then uh, our birthdays are in we're in uh, May and and July respectively. So for those months, we just covered it in birthday stuff and put the cards in the tree that we got and put the gifts that we got for our birthday under the tree. You know, like I got you know it was cute, it was cute as hell, and then. But you know, then you by the time it's a Halloween tree, it's like that. It's like yeah, that's the end. It's like you you're building up to that final moment. It's like the big epic ending. Yeah. And I mean, when you turn your Christmas tree into Halloween tree, it's like yeah, it's a lot of fun. All the decorations you have. <laughs> we even got to the point where we were like, "Do you want to buy a new Christmas tree in December?" And we spray painted that one black and orange because we didn't give an f about the color. Because we're like, yeah. "We're not going to use this one in, ne- in next month anyway." And then we threw that one out and got a new. It was cool. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I agree. There is some things that you can keep all year round. And if you've got a skeleton, you're like, I'm just going to put a Cupid on him for Valentine's Day. He's going to have a St. Patrick's hat in March. And yeah. and, and I'm, I'm going to put some shorts on him for for Christmas, for um, for August, bro. I'm, <laughs> I'm about that. You know, make it your own. Yeah. Okay. One thing I just had to I had to point out about episode, it's episode 89. So we said we were going to talk a little bit about, like, you know, what happened in those years for the episode. Like, what, because, you know, they were years me and Mark were alive and they were important years in our life. You know what I mean? It's kind of interesting. So I'd, I'm, uh, we're going to do a little bit about, of that. But just to kind of prove that we are, like, worthy of doing it. Like, I see a lot of stuff on YouTube of people talking about things that happened in the 90s and the 80s. And then you see the guy making the content and it's, like, not a guy. You're like, this guy's 23. 
Or this guy's like 30, like 30, exactly 30. It's like, you were two when that happened, you know? Like, Anyways, me and Mark are so old school. He's got a PlayStation 5, and I have like a proper Android phone that could play any game in the whole world. Any new game that you could get on the iPhone store or the Apple store. What's the store you use for Android? The, the Google store? I could play anything I want. He's got a PS5. I would consider it the peak of gaming machinery outside of PC right now. And what are we doing before we do the podcast? I'm sitting here playing Pokemon Silver 8 bits of pure power on my Android with an emulator. And he's on the couch playing his PS5 and he's playing a game called Unusual Findings. Which is like a complete Stranger Things ripoff, even the font and everything. They, they're ripping off the, the idea of like 80s and just that vibe of, of the 80s. And they're using it in a game. And it's like one of those mystery games like... Like I don't like it, it's like a '90s point-and-click action game like that you would see on early PC games. Was it the first Resident Evil like this? The very no, 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 no. Uh, Clock Tower. Was Clock Tower. That's the one. Yeah, Clock Tower was one of these. There's other ones though. Help me out. That was a horror one. So it's like that in the horror aspect because there's an alien that you're looking for in town. It's like about these three kids are in a small town. Excuse me. This black fly vodka crushed oranges. Beating my bum right now. It's uh, giving me the giving me the burpees. Uh, it's really fun game, but it's sixteen bits. Like it's sixteen bit graphics yeah. at the end of the day, and the voicing is re- the voiceovers are really cool. Um, and the music is all like ver- it sounds to me like very Genesis Super Nintendo emulated style MIDI sounds. MIDI sounds like you know basic three track MIDI sounds. Well, no, because they they actually had. Um you spin me right round in it. So they do have some songs, yeah. but the the actual soundtrack to some of the in between parts is just very just it's eighties synth. Yeah, eighties synth and nineties MIDI sounding yeah. stuff. So like, you're playing a fu- a thing that's got terabytes of power, and we're just, we're, be- we're we're playing something that's like megabytes of space. I love <laughs> yeah. it. That's funny. I just think it's neat. Yeah, it's nice. it was my entire reason for getting the PS5, even though it's available on PC as well as Xbox. I was like, no, I need the PS5 for unusual, unusual findings. findings. <laughs> you didn't want nothing to do with Spider Man, Miles Morales, nothing to do with God of War Four. Is that which one it is? God oh, which one? Nothing to do with like Last of God Us. God of War too? is up to like seven or eight. Oh, okay. I just wonder what the new one that's only available on the five is. Well, I mean, there was just God of War, which came out at launch, and now there's God of War Ragnarok. You know what? I also re- didn't re- know. Now I know how many uh, modern warfare. What what the? It kind of reminds me of like. The Fast and the Furious. Like, if you yeah. actually look at the titles, they're really stupid and don't make sense until you get to, like, Fast Five. And then they started counting. But up until then, it was like, we don't need to get into they, it. They don't have... Ryan War Reason. They don't have new material. So Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, the commercial's out, out now, and, like, the villain is an old Russian villain from an older Call of Duty game. Yeah. And and the multiplayer maps are like, don't worry, uh, we're going to have the maps from the original Modern Warfare 2 on here. It's like, wait, wait, so why are you just rehashing everything? What, and you're going to sell this for, for $90. 95 plus tax, I think. <laughs> $94, $99 plus tax, I think I saw for in the store. If you're not a plus member, um, well, you get five bucks off if you're one of the members, one of the top. <laughs> but you got to be the top member, top tier. Now, it's pretty funny because I was watching Braden looking through it. But um, yeah, I was laughing at that, but I didn't realize that like, they put out Call of Duty, then Call of Duty 2, then Call of Duty 3, then Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Then they put out Modern Warfare 2 and then Modern Warfare 3 in 7, 9, and 11, respectively. 
And then they rebooted the Modern Warfare franchise in 17 with Modern Warfare <laughs> yeah. and then did Modern Warfare 2 and now 3. Because I looked up, I was like, when's Modern Warfare 3 come out? And it's like, it came out in 2011. I was like, what? <laughs> I, ah! It's like a time loop! Ah! I broke the paradox. Like I, find, I, did, I broke the grandfather paradox when I asked yeah. Google something yeah. and it was like, if Google knows, then Google wouldn't exist! Ah! Boom! Like That's what I felt like happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But that's not what happened. It was just <laughs> that the game had already come out, and there. This is the reboot, yeah. Modern Warfare Three, that comes out in November of 2023. Yes, I am really like. I just we got to talk about games in the beginning of the show. If you're cool, um, this what is this episode gonna have in it though? Let's give a little preview. What what do the listeners have to look forward to as the episode continues? Uh, we're gonna and talk- if, they get, if the YouTube mofo's are watching on the on the YouTube YouTube.com, the shop pod is what you search with a zero. And then you like and subscribe to our channel. If you wait past the first half hour, what are they gonna he- what are they gonna hear that they aren't gonna see on the on the footage? Uh, well, I've got some gaming news which we'll probably talk about. Uh, so you're gonna get there's to a that. Ticketmaster rant. There's a there's a rant about uh, Andy No, who's a, an American journalist who was just recently in court. We're gonna talk about the tr- uh, Trump. Tr- I was Trump. gonna say we gotta talk about Donald Trump, Day Trump yeah. right? Yep. Donald J. Trump. The, oh, my yeah, boy. The uh, indictments, as well as uh, the Ecuadorian presidential candidate. That crazy stuff there yeah. in Ecuador. You, oh, this is all to come. You do? Are you hearing this? Are you? Are you hearing this? <laughs> are you hearing this? Because this is, it's not cool, man. Yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about Tiffany Gomez, who's uh, the woman who was seeing that dark figure on the plane. Uh, okay. Yeah. There's. Man, there's there's so much I got. I I don't know if you saw this, but I also really wanted to get into some info and some things I was talking about. Did you see they got a satellite? It finally landed on the moon of Jupiter, known as Titan. No, I the only that. place in our home galaxy that we think human beings might actually be able to like chill. Yeah, and they put a satellite on it to see them. It's got methane gas as its atmosphere, most of its atmosphere, and apparently we can f with that somehow. That's how I don't. I just they made several movies. Well, about I mean, this. I can create tons of methane. I was myself, just gonna say so. you'd be right at home. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like we're on Titan when I come over to Mark's place. <laughs> but wait, a minute, wait a minute, where is it? We got rid of the but Yeah, we did. But it's yeah. still fun that we have that. That one's good. That's where it used to be. Yeah, anyway. uh, <laughs> that's just the <laughs> that's sound. The that's the usually our political sound. Oh, oh, oh! I tagged you. And did you? See, something else we're gonna talk about? Did you see that? What's going on in Canadian Parliament? Like, yeah. it's insane. We're gonna talk about what's going on with that. Like, it's it's out of hand. Yeah, we're talk all about of that's the, the Maui fires. The Maui fires is a big one. We, I mean, that's a big talk right now. Um, we're almost caught up with the episodes that are being released. So. Therefore, this will be pretty relevant. Like it's gonna get to the point where this, you know what I mean? Because we were a couple weeks behind, but it's gonna be getting to the point where we're touching stuff like just days after it happens again. So yeah, that's gonna be cool. That's all coming up. That's all coming up. But right now, um, you we've been talking about the PS5, and you've given your your you you basically said yeah, I have an Xbox Series S, which is X and S. X, yeah, you have what's the new one called? S and X. They're what, both. What do you want to do with me? <laughs> SX? What, what? What's happening? You saw, bro. If you, I, I, I love you, Mark, but I'm not like I'm not rolling down that side of the S road. S is the cheaper version of the new one, and then you have the X is the not is the, the more expensive yeah, version. So I've got the S. For All the they're kids missing and, is an E version, and then they could just get laid. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand what what they, they got on the brain. I don't over need there my kids coming around here with no babies. So no. Yeah. Right. Well, they're old enough to do it. <laughs> yeah. Mark has an 18 year old. That's right. 19. Oh, my God. Yeah. God, you're old. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Sorry, bro. (coughs) 
We're going to talk about just how old we both are when we talk about the year 1989 later on in the show as well. Talk about things that happened, music that was cool, movies that came out, and what was going on in our personal lives that year. Interesting stuff. That's all coming up, coming up, coming up. But let's talk about, you were talking about, I want you to tell me a little bit about what you've enjoyed playing this week. Because each week you've been playing different stuff. What have been the games that you've hit? Are you still feeling the five is superior to the Xbox even another weekend? You still, yeah. still vibing with that? Yeah. Nothing's changed? I'm yeah. waiting for you to come back and be like, all right, that's it. <laughs> F you, Sony. I'm done. I'm jumping back on the Bill Gates' D. Uh, but well, I, I'm waiting for it because you jumped so, off pretty hard. Yeah. So the sad thing is online gaming isn't what it used to be like it from from like the 2000s up to like 2015 online gaming was was, was going strong what does and that mean going strong there was a lot of people doing it the, yeah thousands and thousands upon millions of people doing it and now it's just it's not so big uh my friends list is considerably small why do you think that is i don't know it doesn't, I'm not, this isn't a personal attack i'm like uh, is this like do you think the world's just too busy? Do you think? The yeah, I think I think the world. I think too everyone's busy. got. I think everyone needs three jobs to survive, so you don't have time to sit online. Yeah, anymore. as well as the fact that I mean, gaming is still an expensive hobby. It's getting there. It yeah. used to be pretty cheap. It used to be that you could kind of like make minimum wage and be a high school kid, have a part time job while you're in school, and be able to afford to have an online subscription and do things. Yeah. Now, but t- by the time you pay the internet bill and all the subscriptions and everything, it's no. Yeah. The, and the systems and the controllers and all the like. I got. I just tried to buy um uh, an aftermarket controller for a PS3 and it won't work. It won't yeah. connect to the damn thing. Like, you know what I mean? So, so it's just, you gotta you gotta spend a lot of money. So uh, I, for Spider Man Two, I started the the pre-purchasing thing that I do from GameStop, and that's where you put some money down on it and pay it off till you get it. So I started that process, and it's $89.99, but with tax, it comes to $104. I'm like, that's for one... That's not even like the collector's deluxe. That's just the basic game. <laughs> $104 all yeah. in. Like, that's just like... I don't know, but at the same time, like, I was... Wa- I've been watching a lot. I love to watch old documentaries on games and and just what it was like it was such a people who didn't grow up and weren't teenagers or early 20s or just alive in their in that early in their early youth in the 80s and 90s when games and the 70s even late 70s when atari was getting big you will never you missed out you missed out on an experience that human beings it's kind of like people that grew up in the 60s and 70s and got to experience the beginnings of rock and roll and got to see rock and roll get stolen from the blacks and become mainstream which is exactly what happened you know i think being alive and being able to go to clubs and see local bands and be like hey i saw the rolling stones when they were nobody in birmingham or you know what i mean like that generation of of people got to see music in a way that no generation's ever going to get to see music turn into a thing the people that saw 80s rap and hip-hop evolve from the 70s and 80s, Grandmaster Flash and all that. Like, people that get to see that are on a level that we're not that. And we got it with games. We, mm. You and me and our... You a bit more than me, to be honest. I'm a little jelly. Because I was a little <laughs> late to the game. When Sonic came out, I was four years old. You were 11. You know, you, you, for you, it was like, who's this? For me, I was like, this is all I know now! You know what I mean? It was. It, I'm a little jealous of you, but we really got to experience that. So we want to kind of try and... If you grew up with that, we want to try and bring that experience to you as well. Share with us. But if you're somebody listening that didn't get it, that's too young and did miss it, then we're hoping to give you a bit of an inkling of what it was like to be alive then. And I love watching these specials and these documentaries that talk about it yeah. and, 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 and go into it. But the money, when I really look at the cost of the games now, it's no different. It's no freaking different than it was in like 95. Because in 95, it was still like $300 for a system. And that was a lot of money. 
back then. Yeah. $200 for the systems that were a year or two old. But if you wanted the PlayStation, when the year it came out, it was like $300. Yeah. You know, if you wanted this, um, the um, the Sega CD, you know, it was like $300. If you wanted any of the, the PS2, when it, I think I believe it was $299.99 when it came out. Like, it's pretty consistent, right? And games, if I remember correctly, I remember getting games, Game Boy games or games that weren't popular were $60 or $70, maybe $40 or $45 if they were on sale or if they were brand new. But a game was, I remember buying Gex. Enter the Gecko. Do you remember this game? Yep. Enter the Gecko. I remember buying it because I rented it, and I just wanted it so bad. And it was $80 plus tax for this disc. And, I mean, there's no online. Co- Think about what you're not getting with a disc. No online content. No updates. All you're getting is that disc. If you scratch it, your $90 is freaking gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're getting the game in a copy. You're getting a digital copy in case you scratch yours, right? That's a thing, right? Yep. Okay. You're getting... Well, bu- you're getting well, no, okay. online so, play. So you're only getting a digital game if you get it from the store. You're not getting it if you if you get it uh, from GameStop. The odd time, there's a bonus thing. So like Miles Morales, when they launched that, they launched it with the remaster of the original Spider-Man. Okay, for, cool. For PS5. Okay. So it's a rare occurrence that you might get that bonus, but usually, no, you're just getting the game. Okay. Maybe, maybe minus, uh, maybe a couple of uh, DLC content pieces, whether they're gear. My point is, it's just that the prices haven't changed that much. Like a brand new game for the PlayStation One, the PSX, when Crash Bandicoot Three came out, which was, um, you know, it was such a big deal. It was like eighty nine ninety nine. No, that, way. no. It was. I remember. I remember buying it for that price when it was new in the in like night in two thousand or two thousand one when that third game came out because the first two crashes were under under sixty bucks and then it came out. And it was expensive, man. I remember paying ninety bucks for some of these games in the early two thousands, late nineties. And I remember seeing it. And Game Boy games were getting up there. I remember it was sixty nine ninety nine. For Pokemon, the third generation Pokemon, the first two were pretty cheap, but the third one, you looking something up? Yeah, yeah. I want to, yeah. Look it up, man. Look it up. So, look at the cost of a Dreamcast game in 1999 when they were coming out. Dreamcast discs were like 69.99. They were 59.99. Some went to 69.99. See, that's not that cheap. Yeah. And so if you went to a after like a game sh- shop that was gonna tag an extra 10 bucks on there, it's not unrealistic for that disc to be 80 bucks. It really isn't. If you went to a, another shop, or maybe you're looking online, or whatever it is, you know what I mean. Like, we we've been paying good coin, like coin, but we were getting so much value for our I mean, buck. Yeah. Like the the Nintendo sixty four. If you paid sixty dollars for a game for the N sixty four, or if it was fifty nine ninety nine, which is probably the equivalent of two hundred dollars these days. Like if you yeah. think about it, the fact that we're whining about a game being a hundred bucks. If you take Mario 64 and what it costs brand new and and then take the what's that what's the word the inflation into account it's probably close to $200 yeah. today. So the game is only half it's technically half price. It, is the game you're going to buy the level of experience that playing Mario 64 for the first time was? Cuz I guarantee you it's no, not. So so 
the way they're made now are is also significantly different. So oh, you're right. You're when, right. When I'm they, just trying to justify so, it a little. So bit. when they first came out, you would get a full game, but right. now, but now you're getting a large chunk wrong. of a game, and then it's like okay, but you're going to get the DLC. When you are, would you argue that seven that seventy percent of the game you're getting? Most yeah. games you're getting seventy. There's a thirty yeah. percent you'll get at later. But now there's production costs because it's not just sitting on a computer making it anymore. There's you know CGI, how act, you would now have scenes. actors with motion capture. Yep. And, and sometimes up. they're Hollywood actors. They're big yeah. names like Cameron Monaghan doing the Star Wars. Yeah. Shit. Um, so, sorry. There it is again. <laughs> Too many quacks this year. This 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 <laughs> this this half hour. There's only two. There's only two in this one. I'm doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I told you we got to start doing a thing where you break a finger. Like for each yeah. one, it's like I, I do a curse word. It's like you just hear. No! Ah! Ah! I'm just like, you can swear again, Alex. No, Mark, I'll be good. Okay, so my. What were we talking about? <laughs> That's what we're going to start doing. No, like that experience, I think that of what we were paying back then, if you take it, the inflation into account, it doesn't seem that different to me, but you are right. There's a lot of other factors. You know, there are bigger costs and all that kind of thing involved. You're, I feel like you get more game than you got back then, and back then we were happy well, to dole out money. Even if you look at there uh, were no cutscenes. Even in if you look games. at uh, Ubisoft there for the Assassin's Creed, like the the amount of research going into I don't even want to, dude. Like when you, when you were mind. talking about uh, uh, Notre Dame with Notre Dame burning down, yeah, and they, they actually went- turned to the developers. To, to bring up the schematics. Because they didn't have game. it. They're so like, we don't have any of that. Yeah. We don't have, like, paperwork, hard paperwork of this structure because yeah. it's so old. And they're like, we do. We went, <laughs> a team of eight of us, and we mapped this map out. Like, we got it. And 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 we have detail to the centimeter so yeah. that we could build it in the game. Like, and, and yeah, that's how cool is that? Also, I, there's a, I had a few Assassin's Creed stories. We did a whole episode where we were talking about chunks of Assassin's Creed. Some of them, I, we'll just do a quick recap. One of the other cool things was my buddy went on his honeymoon to Rome. And I love when we went to go see this movie, which we're going to talk about as well. Yeah. We're talking about me and Mark going to see. We're going to give our review of Mission Impossible, um, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Yeah. Um, yeah, forgot that's coming up on Shotpot 2. you got to tune in for the, after yeah. that first half hour. Um, but yeah, we they were in Rome. And, and so he went and took his girlfriend to, to Rome for for his wife when they got married. And he took her to all these places. And she's like, how do you like just know? And she's like, I, he's like, I play a lot of Assassin's Creed 2. He, he played <laughs> Assassin's Creed 2 with the second one. So there's three parts of it. There's Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed 2, Brotherhood, and Assassin's Creed 2, Revelations. Brotherhood's the one where you're in Rome, where you're around the... Um, what's that thing called? The Colosseum. Yeah. All that stuff. You know, all the famous stuff. So, And he took her everywhere. He took her to all the spots. And then what was the other one where you're on the lake? We're in the water. There's a lot of water. Come on, help me out. I'm not good with this Italian words. You're in the water. Come on, help me out, Tamara. You're, it's an Italian city, and it's flooded all the damn time. Venice? Is it Venice? Venice. Venice is the floaty city. Yes, Venice is the floaty city. So anyways, um, Venice is another one where he, um, another friend of mine who's different from this one, went to Venice for some type of business thing, and he played Assassin's Creed, I believe it's two, the, fir- the first incarnate, the first two, first two, and it's got Venice as one of the three or four cities you go to, and he's like, I went to all of, obviously you don't know where Subway is, you know, or you don't know where the <laughs> McDonald's is, you don't know where. Because that's not in Because that's Assassin's not in Assassin's Creed. Creed. <laughs> but like all the sites, like anything important that's historical, which to be real, in these Italian cities, 
they're it's all still they haven't changed anything. Yeah. The bricks running along the moats are the same. The the overpasses, I mean, yeah, they probably added structural integrity, but it's the same shit, bro. It's the mm-hmm. same stuff. Like it's really cool. So anyways, I just love that the the video games mimic life so well, but that comes at a cost. You're right. That's not you know, making the Atari you're, ET game. You're sending a team five out there <laughs> doing all their research. They're they're drawing everything. They're they're getting all the information they can about an individual structure. Like, yes, this costs. Yeah. It's gonna increase. Yeah. The because cost. And, and it costs on a number of levels. You're because I mean, are you gonna send just Joe Blow there to do that? No, you need a smart guy. You need a university educated, algorithmic, peak mind, a, a peak youthful mind. You can't just send you and me to the Notre Dame to map it out. We, I'm not a structural engineer. I'm a, I have an engineering mind, very much so, but it's very bit much based on chemistry and not a lot of physics is not where I, I, I got to start doing math. You know, math is hard. We can all agree on that, right? You need a guy where math is not hard for him. And that's the guy you send because he's looking at it like geometry. He's looking at it like shapes. He's looking at it like an Oppenheimer guy. You know what I mean? That movie did a great job of portraying what it's like to be in that mind that sees things in a way other people just do not get. Yeah. It's a way. And how do we relate to these people? Music. There's just people that are going to be like, so how do I play this groove? And you'll be like, I can't teach you how to feel the groove that me and Mark fell into like it was a hole in the ground that's actually one thing i like about miles morales as spider-man is he's always got the music the music helps him constantly Pump it. Yeah, and it's dirty grungy hip-hop and 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 um dubstep and oh yeah i love it I, you got bro i told you on the last show i've never i was like spider-man's pff, sonic's cool spider-man's an idiot you know i've always been like as far as the comic book heroes go batman's kingpin goat but this Miles Morales across the Spider Verse movie I watched has got me in, man. Like, and the re- and I'm I think I said on the last episode it's because of the similarities to what Sonic did with in the comic in the in the nineties. Yeah. It's such a cool multi universe thing, and and I've always been looking for that same because it was still wholesome. It had that wholesome Sonic feel, but it was funny and dark. And then bad things would happen. You know, people would come out of these other universes and be like, you're going to kill him. <laughs> you know, that's not good. And I like that and Spider-Man is very, it gives me the same vibe. So it's won me over because the Sonic franchise is never going to do that again because we all, I don't know, there's a, there's a lot, there's a guy named Ken Penders that wrote all those stories who sued Sega and Archie and won, so they can't use any of them. So it's kind of complicated. So there's a part of me that's dead inside because of what Ken did to the Sonic fan base. Yeah. By the way, Ken Penders, I'm coming for you. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> if I ever get any amount of money, I'm coming for you. Okay, you better hope I don't get a passport. God, what a whore. What if you, if you know all the Sonic? You better want anybody you see out there with like a Sonic pin on his backpack across the street because we are, we all hate you. We all hate you so much. Anyways, but yeah, it's, it's because of that. I feel like this is going to replace that. So I, you won. You've won me over. I think the Spider Verse, especially the animated Spider Verse, is amazing. I love that there are clips of Toby and clips of Venom. Uh, Tom yeah. ha- Tom Hardy and all that stuff in there. Like they jumped, they got them all. They got all the universes, and then of course they've got the carnage, the red cartridge SNES carnage. Yeah, shows up. You know, I was like, yeah. that's all. He was only in the game, and the ep- and like two episodes of the show, like like the very specific versions of Spider Man that are like only certain people know about. You know, um, the punk. What was the guitar Spider Man? That's like Spider-Punk. I don't care. Spider Punk. That's another one. He's in, on like a mobile game. 
That's his only appearance. And he was an amazing character, and he's killer in that. I loved him. He's my favorite. He's a screw the establishment, Mike. Like, he was awesome, man. He made me laugh. Honestly, I can't wait for part Can we go for part two together, even if you bring the kids? I got to go. I just want to be there. I need to experience it with other people that are, like, vibing with me. Because (laughs) I was really vibing in that theater with it. I was like, this reminds me of the... This is what I wish they did with Sonic when I was a kid. And I feel like they're getting there. Did it just... 27 minutes? Bam! Yeah! All right. Fuck, shit, piss, cunt. Yes! Here we go. All right. I got to get them out every time. First half hour's up. YouTube is over. But yeah, um, I've really, really, really enjoyed playing Sonic Frontiers. I've enjoyed it a lot. I've kept going through. I'm kind of like, it's, I, I, I get stuck and then I just give it a day. I'm feeling good. But I also got Alien Isolation since I last episode. Yeah. Finally. Finally. Mark, I believe it was last episode. You're like, you know, it's nine bucks right now. Yeah. And you said it and I was like, I'm sitting at home. I'll be honest. Me and my the girl I've been dating, we was we had a very big fight. We had things are not good if they exist at all. So I came back from this this trip that fell apart that I like sat on a train for hours. I was like, fuck this, I'm out, and I got on a train and just went home. It was it was that bad. So I'm just I, I get home and I'm like, what am I gonna do to make myself happy? Because I never want to talk to anybody that has a vagina again for the rest of my life. And I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll get a game. And then I was looking through the catalog, yeah. and I'm like, ah, I don't have money for all this. Maybe, what about this? What about that? And then it hit me. Mark, Mark had said something. What did Mark say? <laughs> Mark said something about, it was the alien game. And then I told Brayden, I go, and I go, I run out to the, bath, to the, to the living room, and I go, Brayden! He's like, what? I just go, I'm going to get the alien game. Do you know the alien game? He's like, I beat that game. I was like, what? Somebody to help me, right? So he can be like, <laughs> I, so now all I do is this. I just leave my room, and I go, Brayden, come here. Brayden, and, and I show him the screen, and I go, is the alien going to come get me here? And he's like, no. <laughs> and that's all I do, because if it's dark, I'm like, I just pause it, and I'm like, he's coming. He's coming. He's right. He's got to be right there. And I'm like, the first 10 minutes of the game. Like, I'm just in the... And when I told Mark where I was, he's like, that's the prologue, bro. Like, you're, you don't yeah. even have a fucking radar yet. <laughs> you know, it was, it was really cool. Just, I'm enjoying that game a lot. I know it's a, a previous generation game. It's a PS4 game. Yeah. But, like, my God, the aesthetics. I feel like I'm on the space station. I feel like I'm there. I really do. More than any Star Wars game. Star Wars games don't really make you feel like it. They still make you feel like it's the Star Wars universe. They still make yeah. you feel like it's a galaxy far away. Even though you might be walking down the hall as Darth Vader in Force Unleashed. It doesn't feel like you're there. It feels like you're still watching a movie. This doesn't feel like I'm watching an alien movie. This feels no. like Ridley Scott is invading my fucking <laughs> dreams. feels like yeah. Ridley Scott is in my cerebellum, torturing me like Freddy <laughs> Krueger. That's what it feels like. I lo- you were so right about it. But I'll be real. Everyone told me I'm going to get to a point where the robots and the aliens are all trying to attack me, and I'm just going to get too fucked up, scared, and get mad and get frustrated. That's cool. When that happens, maybe I'll give up. But so far, I've managed to get through each obstacle that I had. You know what I mean? Which has been nice. Yeah. So I've been, my personal gaming situation, I've been having a really, really good time playing stuff. I've, I've been using games to escape my fucked up life yeah. the past little while. And it's been really, really, really nice. This has not been a summer of super fun. Um, tell me about what you've been, what have you been playing on the five and what have, uh, how's it been going? So when we started talking about the, the online play, Something I'm I'm upset about because I want to play it is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game is out. We've been talked about this. We've talked about this for yeah. months and months and months. But now it's out, and I don't really have a crew to play with anymore. I mean, oh. but the thing is, is it for five exclusively? Well, five and uh, Xbox Series X, which oh, so it's not on the four. I couldn't get it in. Try? You, no, you might be able to. Maybe we'll look into that because I, I'm willing to try, bro. Just you know, you gotta you gotta work with my my <laughs> inability to use two toggles at the same time <laughs> very quickly. Yeah, I can try. You can train me. 
Um, we get you. What about you, me, and Blake? We'll try and get this going. Oh, yeah, Blake. It is. It is out on PS4. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe we can work on something. Yeah. We can work on something. That'd be cool. The because uh, I didn't. Uh, but yeah, the idea is it's a team of five survivors versus four killers. So, so you need like nine people to really do it properly. Well, not necessarily. As long as you've got more than yourself, you'll get. Uh, you'll you'll have the other people. What about going online and just joining a party? Yeah, I mean, but that's. I mean, playing with a bunch of randoms can be okay, but it's it's risky business. Well, days. I was gonna say like, cause there's games like uh, Dead by Daylight where you can like, do that. But yeah, but like, there's but there's play- a lot of times where you're like, anybody in here have a mic? Oh. And then you're like, oh fuck, they're probably in a party. Never mind. Uh, that's that's one thing I hate. So anytime I actually play, um, oh my god, I'm just drawing blanks on everything. The pirate game, quit Sea smo- of Thieves. Okay, you got to quit smoking anytime, all that weed. Anytime you're playing Sea of Thieves, if I'm playing it, I'm always if I'm in a party, I'm like switch to game chat. I tell everybody that's on my ship switch to game chat because if you switch to game chat, there's a megaphone. If there's a ship close to you. You can pull out your megaphone and communicate with the other people in that oh, ship. Oh, that's so cool! I see. Oh, that's kind of neat. I like that. They should. Do, they gotta. I've always thought that it would be when I played Assassin's Creed Four that they could make a huge multiplayer online version of that game where everybody's on the high seas with their boat and you could just yeah. do whatever. Like find a boat and be like, ah, let's try and take their shit. Uh oh, they got a lot more guns than we do. You know, like <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd yeah. be pretty good stuff. Um. Yeah. So uh, as for what I've actually been playing. I've been kind of, I've been trying to, I, I just recently beat the campaign for Miles Morales. I was trying to 100% it, and then I saw there was an achievement for, uh, sorry, a trophy for a 100-hit combo, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. 100 <laughs> hits. Yeah. Every time every time I play. No, because I've played a lot of combo games, and yeah, that's yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Even Final Fantasy doesn't do that. Yeah. Like 100 would be a big number in FF15. Well, they, they have, like, training simulations in the game to, like, do this, and then you'll get, like, a stealth move. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then I'm fighting, and I get hit, but I don't realize I got hit, uh-huh. and, and it cancels the training simulation. You have to restart. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going for the 100. So I was like, all right, fine. But at least, I, at least I beat the game. I can start it over in New Game Plus mode to get that other costume that I want. But other than that, I mean, I beat the game. I've gone through all the crimes. I've gone through everything that you can do in the game I've done. So I just haven't got the trophies. But with that said, as I said, I I have put money down on Spider-Man 2, so I'm very excited for that. Okay. What about some Tomb Raider? Are you pushing any Tomb Raider? No, 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 because I, I recently beat that too. So I beat the, the Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and so I started working on God of War Ragnarok. But it's supposed to be one of the hardest games ever made, is that? Is it not? Is God of War not one of those like really, really hard? Is it not known no. for just being difficult? No, not really. It's I mean, it's more or less the same combat as Spider-Man or the Arkham games. It's the same thing. Oh, when, okay. Whenever you're about to get hit, you just hit what a button I and dodge of, like, out of the way. Games that are just like over. Oh, you're talking about like the Demon Souls and stuff. They're supposed to be the really hard games. Oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I just <laughs> thought I, I thought God of War was the whole series was just known for being overtly difficult. Like nah. Mega Man level difficult, like Mega nah. Man 1. I don't know. Okay. God of War, everybody loved it because it was easy combat. What am I thinking about then? I'm thinking of a franchise that's similar to God of War that's just so... F- Diablo? I'm thinking of Diablo, am I not? No, Diablo is top down and is just a dungeon masher. Okay. That's I don't know what I'm thinking of. Anyways, I, I think you're thinking of, if not Demon Souls, Dark Souls or whatever. Because Probably that, dark, because, maybe dark Souls. Because those are the games that when you die, you have to go back to a, a, a checkpoint. 
way, yeah. like like way back. Like you can make so much progress. You're like, ha I'm here. Oh, oh no, I'm back here. What the hell? Like it's that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like welcome to 1980. Welcome to ET yeah. 1984. El- Elden Ring was another one that was like that too. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to park every one of those kids in front of ghosts and ghouls. Every one of them, you know? The Genesis Ghosts and Ghouls. Yeah. The one that was based on the arcade that gave you nothing. Nothing! Yeah. Yeah. No password system. Just you I know, mean, there's a whole bunch of games if you go through Angry uh, Video Game Nerd. Yeah, but those are shitty games. They're bad because they're bad. No, but not all of them. I mean, like... Ghosts and Ghouls is one of the greatest games ever made because it's hard, but yeah. it's intentionally... Or it's not hard because of a faulty programming. Sonic 06 is hard because it's shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Ghosts and Ghouls is hard because it's fucking it's impossible. It's hard because it's shit. It's shit. It just okay. constantly... F- it, it, it fucks up, and even when you do the right yeah. thing, you lose. But I'm talking about games that, like, they're like, I'm going to challenge you, and they do it... At, you know, Blake... I've seen Blake beat that game. Like, yeah. Like just we we had that we had a we had an uh, the retron we went over and we were just pout, smoking weed and drinking smoking weed and drinking just going 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 and it's like three in the morning I was over at my buddy Nathan's house and he got all the way to the end on and he had to keep going and die a lot we had save state yeah. save state save state then he did a run with no save state <laughs> blew my mind. Rockstar Games fans were excited over the announcement of Red Dead Redemption the first one being announced for a Nintendo Switch and PS4. They thought it was going to be a remake of it. Unfortunately, not. They thought maybe a remaster. Unfortunately, not. It was announced that it was just a port for the Nintendo Switch and PS4, along with the Undead Nightmare DLC. Wait a minute, which which Red Dead two? Uh, no, no the 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 red the first Red Dead Red Redemption. Dead Redemption one. Yeah. Okay. But I played that on the P- when it was PS Now or whatever. Yeah, and it's but but now they've made a PS4 port of it, and so so everybody's like, oh, it's it's a remaster. Like I would love a remaster too, with with today's technology. But no, 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 it's not. It's just it kind of sucked. I'm sorry. The first one was boring. And uh, no online uh, in the Undead Nightmare, just single player. So fans are pretty upset. Then came the price announcement, Red Dead Redemption, and and for Undead. Nightmare, fifty dollars for the Switch and uh, PS4. Fifty bucks for a game that's ho- like ten years old. Yeah. So Rockstar keeps letting the fans down again and again. When we got the GTA trilogy, which consisted of GTA Three, San Andreas, and Vice City, everyone thought remakes were on the way. But instead, what we got was the polished mobile versions ported to console. Yeah. So that was a very disappointing. And while uh, while everyone's waiting on GTA Six news for the past couple of years, we keep getting GTA Five downloads and HD upgrades. I know they're hard to work on, on uh, GTA Six. We've all seen the leak, the leaks, but from what I hear, that's ways off still. Dude, it's so far off that like it's scary to me now because I'm starting to think that they're running out of money for it. I think there's money issues because GTA. Um, the PS3, the way that you code to make games for it, it's really easy to do what they're doing with the 4 and just keep dumping yeah. stuff on it. They haven't made a GTA game for the 4. So they're, you know what I mean? So they've only just kept using the PS, they're using PS3 code and they're just adding HD elements to it. Yeah. There, anybody else that's in any other franchise has made a game for the PS4 already. Including Sonic and anybody else, right? So they can go with that when they're it's they're fucked. They're they're, they're fucked. Yeah. They're because th- everything they're doing 
with the, with with what they're designing is probably based on PS4 code. Yeah. So it's th- even when it gets released, it's probably gonna run like shit and be buggy as hell. Which means they won't. They won't. Re- Rockstar doesn't release shit like that. They just won't release. They just keep pushing the back. Yeah. Pushing it back. So they won't announce shit all until they've probably got a PS5 engine running. Which means they'll build the game from the ground up then. Yeah. Because once you start with a five engine, you may as well start from scratch. Well, that's, that's what, what that's what they're. Is that what they're doing yeah. now? Yeah. See, it's weird that I predict. It's funny that you said. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. So Simpsons Hit and Run developer is down for a remake. So there was a fan of a Hit and Run that made an Unreal Engine Five remake of Hit and Run, but he didn't own any licenses to it or anything. So he just made a video of what it looked like. Told everyone it wouldn't be released, but this is potentially what it could be. The lead developer saw it, gave him credit where credit was due, and now the developer says he would be down for a hit and run remake. But that depends on the studio studio heads whether they would approve it. I personally think they should. I have a lot. I had a lot. Could of you imagine if they did a hit and run and made it online so anybody could play? Yeah, like, yeah. that'd be insane. It's actually a hard to find game on older consoles. I sell the 360 and I can't find it. But if I if or when I do find it, it's a lot more expensive than it should be because so many people love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like Turtles in Time, you know. It's like not a great game, nothing's that special about it, but it's beloved by yeah. the all the old '90s math fuckers like myself. So Turtles in Time is like ninety bucks if you can find it out of box. That's out of box, where and the label's probably been scratched by a cat. You know what I mean? If you can find an in box with the fucking booklet, Turtles in Time is two or three hundred dollars yeah. minimum. Sonic Jam. Is a Sega Saturn game from '97 that has all the old games, and they're 32x ports put on the Saturn, so that it's absolute prime. Seven hundred dollars. Yeah. Seven hundred dollars for this disc. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. And then you think, I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for this brand new game on the PS5. It's like seven hundred dollars for a game from 1997 with 32 bit graphics. <laughs> It's an interesting world we live you know, in. There, there was a game. Nostalgic value really is. I, th- I think it a value. actually. It might have been Super Nintendo, but I thought it was the original Nintendo. There was Looney Tunes basketball. It was definitely NES. That was it, NES. It was the most fun basketball game. I'd say way better than NBA Jam. Way be- more because I agree with you. Because 100%. every time somebody had the ball that was an opponent, whatever character you had, they each had their own little traits, their own little yeah. traps that you could like blow up somebody and just see the ball roll away, and then you could pick up the ball. And yeah, <laughs> like it was amazing. It may- I- actually, no, I'm wrong. It wasn't NES. That was Super Nintendo. That yeah. was Super Nintendo. Just because I'm picturing the graphics, and they had yeah. the all the the the, the tiny. Tunes characters too, and the Looney Tunes characters. There was a whole bunch of them. There was a whole slew of them that you could unlock and stuff like that. And it was like the court from the side, right? Like NBA Jam had the court top to bottom, but that one had the court left to right. Am I right? Yeah, and Super Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, it was Super Nintendo. It was amazing. Yeah. The Taz Tasmanian Devil was my favorite. He yeah, just he just, just so ripped. good. I yeah, it was so game. fun. I loved that. At Tiny Toon Adventures, um, uh, hidden there's a hidden treasure game for Super Nintendo or Genesis that came out too. They, I'll be t- anything that was related to the Looney Tunes franchise as far as games went. Top notch. Yeah. I would recommend anybody play. They were top notch games. They were made by top notch developers. The same developers that made those games. You know what they went on to make? What? Crash Bandicoot for the PlayStation. <laughs> Everybody, every one of them. Any, any anybody that made the Looney Tunes stuff, they were all uh, P, not those companies, but people that worked for them would go on to work for the companies that would make become Havoc. You know what I mean? And become yeah. um, would become Traveler's Tales. You know, these are huge studios that made um, genre changing games. Yeah, you know what I mean. Later on, like ten years later, I love that. <laughs> I did. You know what else I, I learned the other day? The guy that wrote all the Donkey Kong Country music. 
You know, the guy that wrote the cool yeah. theme under the water and yeah, yeah, the da 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 and he has a band that plays just Donkey Kong music live, <laughs> bro. Cool. It's fucking dope. And he usually finishes the show with that underwater. That he says apparently the underwater theme has sold three million copies oh, yeah. on its own in digital or not digital in uh, physical form. How fucking nuts is that? I was just watching part of my watching old '90s stuff. You know, they did an interview with the guy that wrote all the music for Donkey Kong, and he was yeah. like, he basically said. He was a British guy. They're like, yeah, they set me in a bloody room with a bunch of shit that sounded like a doorbell. He says, <laughs> everything I hit sounded like a fucking doorbell. And I'm supposed to make a soundtrack out of this? He was just right. Yeah. He's like, I was pissed. I made that soundtrack in spite of Nintendo. I was like, wow, bro. <laughs> they get real, these guys. Like, yeah. Nintendo took everybody and was like, you have 10 days and $40. Make it happen, asshole. Like, my, my favorite game on <laughs> Nintendo 64 was actually Ogre Battle 64. I love the game uh, Earthbound. Oh, beautiful game! Earthbound was amazing, but uh, but Ogre Battle '64 had it was a tactical game, so it's very much like you think of Axis and Allies, where you're moving like infantry here, infantry here. Yeah. But then you, then you have heroes. So if your infantry can't handle their shit, you're sending your heroes there, and then your hero just whoops them. Yes. And it's just a it was a cool tactical game. The story was amazing. And then I saw on PS5, it's got a game called Ogre's Tactics. I'm like. <gasps> The next, the next one in the line? <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> now, I like when they try to take old stuff and they try to redo it, but it doesn't always work. Yeah. Um, sometimes it really is great. I hope yeah. that was one of them. But I, Rocket Night Adventures was one that they did back in the day that was a really great Genesis game, probably a top-tier Genesis game. Um, and I, they have a PlayStation 4 version that they redid, and it's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's just <laughs> garbage. I tried playing it, and it's, it's shit. Sometimes it doesn't work. Yeah. But other times they do it really great. I also, if we're in game mode, I have now seen six levels of Sonic Superstars yeah. played because I've got like, I got that underground shit. No, but the six levels of it and it's, it, there's mul the multiple path systems. I've, I saw a map of two of the levels. Like they're going all out, bro. Yeah. They're going all out. And I also didn't know this. After each zone, there's uh, two acts to each zone. One act has like a sub boss, and then the second act has a Robotnik at the end. You can change character in between. So you finish zone one, and you're like, I want to be Amy now. You can just switch. Oh, okay. And cool. if you want to be Knuckles for the next one, you can be Knuckles. Cool. How fucking cool is that? Or then you bring your buddy on, he can be whoever he wants to. So you can play the whole game and be like, yeah, I'm at like level six. And your buddy can be like, well, I'm probably not going to be very good. Be like, oh, I'll just grab a second controller. Who gives a fuck? Just, yeah. you know, and he can just tag along, basically. Nice. That's, that's, it looks, we're going to have fun, bro. You're, yeah. I'm going to bring my PS over here. And be like, we're playing. And you'll be like, I don't really want to be like, we're playing, Mark! You don't have to bring your PS, just, uh, unless you're getting it digitally. But if you get if you get it disc, it'll still I work. I'm not going to get it to oh. I'm going <laughs> to buy it online like I buy everything. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Dead Reckoning, what do you think? Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. I got to tell you, Tom looks old as shit. And one thing I yeah. got to say, that youthful look in his Oh, man. I was looking at, like, the Adam's apple. It's still there, but he's got, like, the double pouches over top of it that it's old weird. people get. I'm it's like, oh. weird. Yeah, it's getting to the point now where there was a few scenes where I'm like, is that, is that Ethan Hawke? Is that, is that, or Hunt? Is that Ethan Hunt? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. Because <laughs> he's so fucking old. Like, he doesn't yeah. even look like him. He's got that, like you said, that fat man gullet, I call it. It's looking like a fucking rooster chicken shit. And just dangling. <laughs> trying to go over and flip around your finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've noticed that. Um, who's the broad that played uh, 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 the girl from fucking Captain America that I love so much? Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. Oh, my God. 
I think she might be because they're. Gonna, it looks like they're setting it up so that she's gonna probably do this once he after the next movie's done with he fucks off. No, he he wouldn't do that because this is his franchise. Like, but he's all he can't like, do anymore, man. No course, way. Oh, he's going to. You think he'll do it till he's dead? That'll be probably. how he dies. They'll be like Tom Cruise dies making Mission Impossible Eleven. Possibly because uh, so the first thing that they shot for this movie was the uh, was the stunt of him driving the motorcycle. Off. So there's yeah. there's a scene because they had to know if he dies they can't make the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they'd let him do it at the end, like the last scene, so that if he does die, they could be like, well, we got all the footage we need. Let's make this movie as a tribute to Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the last one. But it's part one. It's the last one. But it's called part one. It's the last one. Tom is dead. <laughs> like, ain't no Paul Walker shit happening up in here. <laughs> yeah. No, that's kind of funny, though. No, but all they did was just bring her on to the crew. And. I'll, basically, the way I saw it was they got rid of one girl, brought on somebody else. Yeah, they killed the one girl. Yeah, brought, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all. I looked at it kind of similar all. to that too. But it, I do am wondering if they were thinking of doing like spinoff, where they try to do a movie where she's doing something on her own and see if they if they can keep the interest in the franchise. If it's not Tom, maybe Tom produces, directs, gets money involved. But he is like he's gonna be seventy. Possibly, but like you know, no, I'm but being, I'm just being real. He did a lot of running in this movie, and I can only see he's got the second <laughs> one coming out. I can't. That, that's Tom. That's I just, can't see him doing this that many more of these. They're great, and I'm not shitting on them in any way, shape, or form. But no human being. He's Batman. He's basically treating himself the way Batman does. And how did that go in Dark Knight Rises? He was like a cripple in his mansion by the end of it. You can't jump around Gotham from one building to the next for 20 years and not expect back problems. And that's basically what Tom does. You can't jump from one fucking Mission Impossible movie rooftop to the other. He does what they pretend to do in The Fast and the Furious. He does it. Fast and Furious is like, we lived because we got family. Tom's like, I lived because I'm fucking crazy and we did 60 takes. You know what I mean? I broke my leg twice on this one. Like, he's nuts. He's fucking insane. So... It's next level insane. It's it's entertaining. And when he says in the beginning of the movie, I like the name of the director. We're like, we're glad you came to the theater so we can keep drinking baby's blood. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's not what they said, but that's what I heard. But you know what I mean? It was just really interesting to see that they were like, thank you for taking the time to come to a theater. And I mean, I, I I'm with them. If you're gonna, yeah. they st- that the only reason I go to the theaters now is for theater movies, and they're giving me we're we're being fed. People yeah. that want to see a movie where shit blows up and there's big beautiful. Hey, well, I, what was funny though was. During the previews, there was a movie with Leo DiCaprio. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, it looks cool, it looks cool. Martin Scorsese, no, never mind. Never mind. As soon as it said a Martin Scorsese film, I was like, nope. <laughs> because it, oh, I, I know as soon as it says a Martin Scorsese film, all the action parts of the movie are in that preview. And every <laughs> other moment outside of the the three minutes that are in the preview is bland fucking dialogue with bad camera angles. And I fucking stand by it. You didn't like The Departed? The Departed Fucking hated so it. Fucking, fucking hated it. Worst movie ever made. Sorry. Hate it. Oh, Jack really? Nichol- That's my number one. And I'll tell you, Jack Nicholson is a great actor. Mark Wahlberg is one of my favorite actors of all time. And I believe their performances in that movie are top notch. And it yeah. makes them. I believe their performances in that movie were some of the best performances. And Leo as well. And uh, Nicholson, Leo, and Marky. Who else maybe gave their best performance of their career or top-notch performance? And there's a couple of other ones, maybe, but those three definitely. What's funny is in uh, in the movie, and I still the story in the movie, was so bad. Clerks three, they were talking about the, how uh, The Departed was a great movie, up until the fucking rat scene, and I was like, I'm with them. I love the entire fucking movie. It's my favorite movie up until the rat in front of the fucking. I like the whole movie, like, and then eh. they just the ending is so bad. I can't say it's one of my favorite movies because it just ends so bad. That's why I can't. It's like um, Fight Club, I would say, is one of my favorite movies of all time, except the ending. 
I called that that he was in his head in like twenty minutes. Yeah, I really just it wasn't. I was like, God, they could no, but it, but do it's something cool. else. No, but it's cool to watch. And then you I re- still like it. You and then you rewatch and you're like, oh shit, okay, that's how they did this. Yeah, it like, is. I I give you that. Yeah. It's, it is a slight bit of genius, but it's still. I don't put it in my top ones just because of the predictability. Yeah, I like the six senses in my top movies because I didn't see it coming. Yeah, I saw it in theaters before anybody was talking about it. Like when it was actually like, you should go see this. I won't tell you why. It was unique how they did that one because like Bruce Willis was still going on dates with this chick, but it didn't show him. Bruce Willis was also an action star, so it was cool to see him step outside of himself. Yeah. And then right after that, he did Unbreakable, which was yeah. I would argue Bruce's greatest movie. <laughs> I would I would argue <laughs> to a lot of people that it was one of his best movies. But either way, like I just um, but. A ghost back to go back to uh, I, I call it Ghost Protocol Part Three. Yeah, <laughs> Dead Reckoning Dead Part, part One. one. <laughs> I love you it. You pointed out there was a staircase in there. You're like, oh, didn't they use that in Fast? I Act? swear to God, it, it's it got to be the same one. You looked it up? No, I just it know is. it is because that's where they were. They were in Venice. Is that yeah? Venice is part of Northern Venice. I don't know. Or maybe I'm wrong. I'm not going to pretend. Or Parma. I'm not going to pretend I know all my Italian cities. Like that, but that staircase was the same one that the giant ball destroyed yeah. in Fast and Furious. So I guess they were all there. They're like, "Okay, you guys film until midnight, and we'll come tomorrow." Like they, I swear <laughs> to God, because those movies came out very similar. So you can just picture Tom and his boys, and Vin and his boys being like, "Well, we got a problem here." Be like, "Yeah, yeah, we got a problem. <laughs> we want to make this movie. Yeah, man, we want to make this movie. We, we got stunts." <laughs> Sorry. <I'm gone. laughs> We got crazy stunts. We want everyone to come to the theater to see it. You know what I mean? And he's just like, yeah, well, we got crazy stunts. Yeah, we're rolling a ball. We got family. (laughs) And we got fast cars and a big... What's the story? Tom's like... (laughs) Let me try and do my best, Tom, here. (laughs) There's an international conspiracy happening where all these different people, and there's a supercomputer, and the supercomputer can access any information in the entire world from the Federal Reserve right down to the police, and it can lie to anybody. It can say absolutely anything and take any screen and take absolutely any algorithmic thing and change the computer to make whatever you want and manipulate the entire world to make itself more powerful than anything in the known world. And he's just like, oh, we got a giant bomb rolling down the street, blowing every fucking thing up in its path. (laughs) You guys go first. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't know. Fast X was cool, but fuck, man. Yeah. Tom shows him how it's done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the action, I, I love the action. Top notch. There, and there was a little more comedy. <laughs> it was a lot funnier than any other Mission Impossible, yeah. I think, since maybe three had a couple jokes. The uh, And uh, so, spoiler alert. Yeah, big spoilers. So, the, the entity, which is the AI system, which... Ha- basically has people working for it. It's insane how fucking scary the movie was because it re- I was like, me and Mark talk about what's happening in this movie all the time. We, we've met, we've talked about AI on the podcast. We've talked about it taking over in this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where like, it's like, it's like on, on the normal day-to-day level, we talk about how people interact with it, but it's like, yeah, but what's, what's the military doing with it? What that's, we, and the, th- we said this to each other in the theater. We actually, I was over, I was like, like we know what they're doing with it, with the cartoons and with you know that stuff, and it's pretty sophisticated. Would you not consider it sophisticated? Oh yeah. Does it scare you or intimidate you so, as a creative person? How sophisticated and good AI is at making images and music and things? So Tamara and yeah. I we went out to uh, Sunfire Grill for uh, breakfast, and on Instagram, there is a complete AI movie made of Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Rock beating scissors and then paper wins 
on the rock and then and then he teams up with scissors what did i tell you you're gonna come home and be like make me a funny movie about the rock being a real rock yeah and i was like so this is like animated but it's just the beginning i'm like this is scary because we're going down that road in another 10 years not even um, that's 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 way too far i don't want to think (laughs) that far that's scary to think about in another 10 months yeah we're gonna be like writer's strike what writer's strike yeah we got all the writers we need Right here, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be scary, man. Yeah. And and do you think it's gonna stop with music? I'm gonna come home and I'm gonna be like, so uh, AI music maker. Yes, Alex. Will you, will you be my AI music maker, yeah. sexy voice? Will you do it for me? AI yes, music Alex. maker, activate. Yes, Alex. I would like you to make me a song, uh, and I need you to confirm each one of the people I say here as I go. I want Jacoby Shaddix to rap the verses. Sure thing. I want um uh, what's that guy from Corn? What's his name? Tell me. John Davis. Yeah, John Davis is gonna rap the choruses or sing the choruses, uh, and we're gonna get um what's that fucking guy from Mudvayne? Um, Brian Martini. Uh, we're gonna get Ryan <laughs> Martini on bass. Um, <laughs> uh, should he play bass for the whole song? Uh, yeah, okay, okay, that's not gonna go. Who's gonna play guitar for this shit? John Prusucci. I get John to play everything. You know what? This is when the the AI would be like, John plays everything for you. You're like, yeah, right. I should change it up. How about <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, how about Joe Satriani? Joe Satriani, but he's bringing his seven string. Okay, he's not here to fuck around. All right, so jo- Joe Satriani brings his red seven string. Joe Satriani with a seven string coming Who, right up. Who's playing keyboards in this shit? You know, Derek Sherinian. I want some Sherinian in my life. I was thinking some Bach. I was going to bring Bach back from the dead. I'm done. No, Bach. I want you to bring Bach on this. Give him some like parabol- para- par- parabolic synths, okay? And give and make him play along with this band. <laughs> Go, AI. Bach with car- parabolic synths coming up. Right? And then, like, seven seconds later, it'll be like, Yo, my name's Jacoby Shaddix, and I'm rapping like this. And then you'll be like, Are you ready? I'd be like, That's a good riff. That's a very, that's a very, that's exactly the type of riff I imagine that they would play. And then they get to the verse, and it's just Jacoby ratting, rapping, going, And John is in the back, and going, What? What? You're like, This is exactly what I wanted. Like, that's where we're going, man. Yeah. That's where we're headed. I forgot to tell the AI what to do with the bridge. We'll let it. It'll figure it out what to do. <laughs> Gets to the bridge and just goes. <laughs> error. 404 error. Fucking <laughs> AI. Anyways. Yeah. Well, so in uh, Dead Reckoning, the scary thing is that it, like, the MIF crew was literally questioning themselves saying well the ai's probably already figured out this so they're probably so the best course of action is probably if you do this but then later on it was yeah. revealed that the ai has already probably figured out four different solutions for this yeah and it's already written its answer for all four scenarios yeah, so there's no way to win it, it was actually i'm interested to see the second one because now they have this key they have to go find this sub and shut it down yeah. the only thing that's keeping this ai from just taking over the fucking world is the fact that it, it's it, afraid. <laughs> it's afraid you'll find the sub, right? That's what it's afraid of. But the only person who knew where it was is dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, am I right with that? Because it was, I'll be real with you. It's a confusing movie. And the reason that I say this is because, number one, I'm old. <laughs> and number two, I think that I am losing my ability to interpret a complicated plot if there are no subtitles. <laughs> I will fucking admit it, Mark, and you can laugh if you want. 
you shit on me if you want. When I'm home, everything has subtitles. And there's something about seeing words on a fucking screen. Even with, with Star Wars. When Star Wars says, we have to go to Ryloth, and I see Ryloth written on the screen, the planets in my head, the Twi'leks are in my head. It's all there. But when I just watch it and someone's like, we must return to Ryloth, I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't click. I'm visual. You know what I mean? I liked, I read a lot of books as a young kid. I think that's part of why I'm like this. It's like the difference between visual learners and audio learners is someone that hear, someone hears the word Ryloth and they're like, ah, I'm picturing the Twi'leks and I'm picturing the color of the planet. And I'm picturing all the, you know what I mean? It comes to them that way. It's kind of like, I don't know, but I feel like I must have a hint of that because somebody can literally go, eh, and I'll be like, oh, there's, that's Metallica, right? Isn't that Sandman? That was Exit Light. You can say Exit Light, right? It was an E major? E minor, E minor, right? Yeah. Like, I, I, I could take a half second of audio and find, and I know exactly what it is. So it's weird. Weird that I can do that, but that I need to see things written on a screen. Because so, yeah. a lot of this movie, I was, I was looking at you like, is that a good, like, what's happening? Is this a good thing, bad thing? What's, what are they, where? It, it can get a little confusing, especially when they got the masks going. Yeah. Everybody was like, who the fuck is who? I don't know. It, I, I will admit it was confusing, but at the end of the day, it's basically just about a, you know AI, an AI taking over, an AI saying... But but like the, the depths that the AI was taking over. Like it took over the comms, it shut Simon Pegg out. But only at the right moment. The reason it was so smart is because it let them do all their shit. And then at just the right moment, for three seconds, it would cut out their communications would be like, make it left here, make it right there, make it left here, and fuck their whole day up Yeah, with just those three commands. And it was like, this is well written. I like the way it was written because that's how AI would work. That's yeah. how it would do it. It wouldn't be like, and just manipulate this elaborate scenario. It would want them to feel in control as long as possible yeah. and then take the control away for, for the smallest amount of time and fuck the whole thing up. Just genius. Really very computer, militaristic, on or off, heartless, unempathetic thinking. I love yeah. it. I love it. Basically, Hitler. Think like Hitler. If the if machine was Hitler, what would it do? You know, there's no compromise. There's few for the many attitude, yeah. right? The very few for the many attitude of we'll kill these four people so that ten thousand can live. You know, I love it. I love it, and I'm interested to see what they do with the second one. I hope they get deeper because it was. Uh, they only touched on that plot. I mean, it's an action movie. You're there to see Tom jump off a cliff. Yeah, that's what you're there for. You made a comment about a lot of the shots, like. I said it a number of times. That's a shot. That's a shot. Look at that shot. Because I was like, I'm thinking of who the can't like. I I I I haven't been doing. You're you're more of that guy to yeah. be honest. But I'm getting it because I'm hanging out with you. I think it's a big part of it. But I, because I'm getting into that mode and I'm watching a lot of behind the scenes with things. Now when I see a crazy shot, I'm like, where's the camera? <laughs> Tamara gets pissed off because I'll watch a lot of the shots and, and like if we're watching a sitcom, uh, just while they have one person talking and the other person's supposed to be listening, they'll show the back of one person's head and his mouth is moving, but there's no audio coming out. But th they were just using that shot for the end. Yeah, yeah, and you'll be like, ah! Yeah. What the fuck? It pisses me off because now I'm starting to notice. <laughs> you see? You're like cancer, you. You just spread with no thought of the consequence, Mark. Because yeah. now I'm doing it too. Like, even at this movie, I was like, on at least three of the shots, you're. I'm like... I said, when I said what a shot, I'm thinking, where's the camera guy? Like, imagine yeah. being the fucking camera guy. Yeah. Or the guy controlling the drone. Doesn't matter. It's just a task. Like, they're threading the needle with that fucking camera in that alleyway scene. Yeah, the There's tight, a scene the in alley. a tight alley. I'm talking an alleyway that is but, shoulder width. Yeah. I'm talking 
two feet across. Two and a half. If you're yeah. lucky. Nah, honestly, bro. Where our shoulders are a foot across, maybe three inches extra on that. Maybe. maybe. Look, well, I like. Well, me. no, I'd say that's closer. Tom's to about my size. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, and he's fucking. He was shoulder. His shoulders were on the brick. Yeah. Crazy. I couldn't believe they shot it. And then you said that's why it's so shaky. I think that was to create anxiety and help. Uh, uh, I think it was probably because the shots look very boring on their own because it's so thin. Because it's such a small alley, and they couldn't move much. I think, I, yeah, I think it's because. So I think they shook it to give it more a- anxiety. I and think action. I, I think it's more based around the speed that the cameraman has to move back. So for every shot in there, it would have been super duper annoying to film because when you had Palm Clementif move forward, yeah, that that meant. Tom wasn't in the shot because she was moving forward. Right. So, so you're right. Because it's linear. Moving. It's like 2D. Okay. So, keep so going. it's her moving toward the camera. Cameraman's moving backwards, like at the speed that she's coming. Maybe it was shake. Oh, I get it now. But it was so well timed. Yeah. Maybe that's just good editing. Yeah. See, I, that, and that's where we have to give credit to the people that aren't in the shot. The cameraman, the editor, all of them yeah. are doing a job. Like they're not just doing a, their job; they're doing a top tier job. Like that, that camera guy is probably one of the great. Tom Cruise is going to hire the, the greatest cameraman in the in the business. Guys yeah. who've done everything. The guy that you know during Gladiator jumped off the fucking thing with. You know what I mean? Yeah. The guy that went with Pattinson or Tom Cruise, was like, you see that building? Yeah, I broke my ankle on that. I want you to make the jump with me. Yeah. Okay. The cameraman's like, oh god, okay, okay. I gotta get ready for this. Can I wear a rope? He's like, we didn't bring ropes. <laughs> 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 because I said to you when they did that scene with the motorcycle, I was like, he's gotta have a rope or something on him, and you're like, no, he doesn't. And I didn't believe you. And then I went on and looked like at the behind the scenes, and I did, bro. No. That is as is he made that shot where the bike kind of teeters at the edge like that's just tom that's what he does <laughs> he's, he's a fucking psycho he gives directors like heart, heart attacks. attacks yeah like oh shit there he goes oh no oh he's okay he's okay i thought yeah. i thought he, i thought he went <laughs> like because i'd be honest when he's I, going over for sure just oh, no, but I put yourself there you're behind the camera when he goes up to the hill and, and he stops to look and it does that it teeters bro yeah. it teeters a man with a little less strength the whole fucking bike would have taken him off the edge <laughs> yeah. because that was it was right on the edge it, i got a fucking full-on ah! just being in the goddamn theater and it was a 2d movie no 3d glasses and i was like ah! worse than anything i've ever worse than any other 3d movie any 3d movie maybe the gi joe 3d movie that was scary Remember when they were like sideways, <laughs> suspended from the cliff? Yeah. And they were, yeah, yeah. I couldn't oh, deal with that. Yeah. I was like, the glass is off. I'm going to the bathroom. I'm going to throw up if I fucking, if I'm here for this scene. Cause you know me in heights. Yeah. That was a fucking serious scene, that yeah. G.I. Joe scene. But outside of that, no 3D movies ever intimidated me. And anyway, this was 2D and I was, ah! when he gets, when he, when he stops that bike at the edge, you're just like, that's it. Tom died and we just didn't hear about it. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Imagine being behind the camera when he did that. Like, you're filming it. You don't know. Like, I know the movie's coming out. I've seen this dumb motherfucker in his interviews. I know he made it. Yeah. But when you're there and he's like, stops like that, and he teeters and looks over the edge, like, ah, I don't know if I can make that train, buddy. And he's just like, are you still on script? Really? After that? You almost fucking died, Tom. <laughs> no, no, cut. Cut! Get over here before you fall! <laughs> the grass is wet, you fucking psycho! <laughs> Put the bike down! Like, I can just picture being yeah. like, I'm gonna be the director that kills Tom. I'm gonna be the one. <laughs> yeah. Poor motherfucker. <laughs> He's nuts. That fucking train scene, bro. And then, like like I said, the alley scene, just the difficulty to do it. And we've all talked about the infamous breaking his leg in um, uh, 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 Rogue Nation. Yeah. 
that's in, and getting and he, we all know he got up and walked <laughs> away from that fucking, like literally like uh, uh, like gimped away because he's like I don't want to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, with a capital fucking P. Do you remember uh, Simpsons when they were making the uh, <laughs> the uh, the superhero movie there? What's his name? Adam. Uh, What's yeah, name? he's got Adams, uh, yeah. radioactive man. Radioactive man. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. And uh, and, it, it is, and, and, and like the reason he was saying Adam is he meant Adam A T O M because yes. of the atom. Oh, but atom. Uh, yeah, the atom that's but, on his uh, chest. But like Milhouse is laying on broken glass. He's like, I think I'm laying on broken glass, and the director's like, Brilliant, use it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> I love. Um, I thought you were going with that was the scene. <laughs> Homer tries to do the skateboard over the canyon. Ah, ah, bye. He gets in the ambulance. The ambulance drives, and he falls out yeah. the back. Like <laughs> that would have been Tom if he didn't make the stunt. Yeah. If the bike teetered just a little too far over the edge, and he lost control of it, he went, "Oh shit! The grass is wet." Ah! <laughs> you know, like, that's what Tom would have had to experience. At least you still had a parachute, so <laughs> right. Like, ah, uh, ah. <laughs> oh, I think I'm good. I think I got far enough away from the cliff. Oh, no! Duh! 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 Then he gets caught by a branch, right? It tangles <laughs> up the chute. That's why he was trying to get away. Not far enough away! Ah! <laughs> yeah. Dude, he's insane. He's insane. Yeah. The fact that he's risking all these jokes, like everything we're laughing about is possible. Yeah. If he just makes one, if the grass is just a little more slippery. Yeah. So uh, you got to give, bottom line, you should go see this movie just to, to, so you can understand... Like when you see the stunts, you in your head think, "This was first take, only take one take." Now it's funny because um, for this movie, they'd said that it was underperforming, uh, much in the way of Dial of Destiny. Is however, it's making more than Dial of Destiny. But this is what the fourth week that it's been out, and the theater was still packed. It, it was, was small, packed. It was a smaller theater, but there was like still no, packed. It was, still, yeah, there still. was two open seats. I think if we're lucky. Yeah, you know, I'm with you on that, man. I was surprised that um, even when you, I don't want to hold my nose because I'm gonna talk like this. <laughs> um, was I gonna? What was I pulling? Um, it was packed. You showed me the seating chart, yeah. and and, it, and even I was like, Jesus Christ, doesn't this come out like a month ago? Like I, I, I remember going. We, I saw <laughs> the Spider-Man movie, yeah. Spider-Man movie, and there was nobody there. It was yeah. dead. Now, mind you, it was supposed to come out on streaming services like two days later. But still, it was the end of its run. I be- this is on the end. Technically, this will be available in a week on digital if it follows suit with the other things. Dig- Dial of Destiny's already out. Yeah. It came out <laughs> two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> on Disney Plus. Yeah, man. Dial All right. It underperformed. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Me- means we talked about Destiny. Means we're talking about Dial of Destiny. Kathleen Kennedy, Lucasfilm. Let's make our connections. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about Ahsoka? Okay. Bro. Okay, so they already played the first two episodes. They already played the first two episodes for a bunch of fans. I don't know if you've heard about this, but they played in Miami, New York, Los Angeles, Paris. They had a whole bunch of watch parties they yeah. set up for streamers that very specifically have good things to say about the Star Wars sequels. <laughs> because anybody that hates them wasn't invited. Okay? Because I watched the guys that hated them. They were invited. So Ahsoka's out, and apparently it's fucking awesome. It's got more lightsaber battles in the first two episodes than the entire sequel trilogy. Oh, nice. The entire se- and Like, literally, if you add up the minutes of lightsaber duels, it's longer than Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. Nice. In That's what everybody wants total. to see is the, ba- the battle. That's what we're here for! Like, what the 
It's Star Wars. God damn it. I want lightsabers. I want the force. I want shit to blow up. I want fucking <laughs> hyperspace. I want evil. I want good. I want family values. Okay? <laughs> That's what the fuck this shit's about. Go back to 1977. Watch the first one. You've got Luke, and you've got Leia, and you've got the most simplest, basic ideas in storytelling. And you've got a guy who's obsessed with samurai and Japanese culture and all of that kind of bullshit. He was obsessed with these ideas. And he took them and said, you know, these Japanese films and these, these types of things that I like, and westerns, Boba Fett's based on a western character, yeah. on cowboys. He was like, I'm going to take everything, a little bit of cowboy, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of soap opera. A little, and, he, and he made it into those first, the first movie, and the second one, which was arguably the best, and the third, which was, uh, you know, the underwhelming finish to the trilogy, like it always is. Yeah. The Ewoks were a huge contribution to the underwhelmingness of it, <laughs> but the people that love the Ewoks think that the politics were the underwhelming part of it, you know what I mean? So it's fun to watch people hate the third one, and that's what Star Wars is. Yeah. That's what it is. It's all of those things I just described. Did the prequels get them right? Probably. Even George himself didn't know how to make it magic toys. Yeah. He created three of the greatest movies ever made, and he put them out at the wrong time to the wrong people in the wrong order. Really, at the end of the day. And that's why the prequels were the way they were, because now, now they love them. Now they are renowned throughout the community for being the greatest movies ever made. And the CGI, and the bad script, and the, I don't like sand, and the, and the, you know, people people just, they just turn a blind eye to all the same stuff. It's not fair. Obi-Wan's holding me back. Like, they, they, they turn a blind eye to all the stuff that they whined about. She died of sadness. Oh, well, for some reason, we're losing her. They just don't care about all the things that people are like, well, that's just fucking stupid. That ruined the whole movie for me. They go, I don't care. Because Ewan McGregor and Hayden, look at Hayden. Everyone's like, Hayden Christian is the worst actor ever. I couldn't get a fucking job after that. And now look, now he shows up to Star Wars Celebration and the fans are bowing and he's and, and they can't get enough of him. Yeah. And then you should see all the fanboys online now that they've released that it is 100 percent official. Anakin is height is being played by Hayden Christensen as a force ghost and as a young Anakin during the Clone Wars in the show. And you're also going to get him in the Vader costume. You're going to get all three Haydens. That's how much we love him. Yeah. So it just goes to show that the original trilogy was the only time they got it right. And everybody's saying that Ahsoka is that. That they're, it's the same thing. And if you liked Rebels, I mean, I don't know, you watched Rebels, right? I'm telling you, bro. Everybody online who watches it, like, this is what I'm seeing online because everyone's like, Ahsoka's coming out, I should watch Rebels. They're all like you, though. I don't want to watch a cartoon. They all say the same thing. And then they all get to the fucking point. There's a season, okay, this is a, I'm, I'm going to ruin it for you. The season two finale, Ahsoka fights Vader. And, and that's where they got the idea for the, the cutting the mask scene mm -hmm. in the first place. And that's going to kill you. It'll kill you. You'll be like, okay, this is, yeah, I know it's a cartoon, but you forget. For those moments, it's the same as Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan with Maul. It's the same as Yoda and Dooku. It really is. You forget that it's a cartoon when he jumps off and, 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 they, and starts and says, Anakin Skywalker is dead. I killed him. And, and Ahsoka says, then I'll avenge my master. And he says, revenge is not the Jedi way. And then she busts out both sabers and says, I'm not a Jedi. And then fucking cuts Vader's helmet in half. <laughs> like, you will never fucking recover. You'll be like, okay, cartoons are cool. It'll win you. And that's season two, bud. You got two more to go. You don't even get, you, I haven't even told you about Obi-Wan versus Maul in the desert. Yeah. He's, he finds out Luke's on Tatooine. 
and he shows up and old what's the, what's the guy who plays uh, Guinness looking Obi-Wan is there yeah. and he goes ah oh, you are protecting something and they have the greatest lightsaber duel ever made yeah haven't even talked about that. Haven't even talked about about all the other shit they do with Thrawn and the and 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 the world between worlds and all that shit. And that's all in Ahsoka. You know what I mean? So I'm telling you. And I'm seeing so many people online saying the same thing. They're like, oh my God. I'm so disappointed I waited this long to watch this cartoon. I'm so disappointed I waited this long to watch this and do this and do that and blah 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 blah. <laughs> it's only like 13 episodes a season. Just fucking watch it. Yeah. Just fucking do it. <laughs> telling you, it's so fucking good. Okay, so we're going to get into... They also the, the year is 1989. Is it? It's summertime. Can we? Is there a back in time no. sound? No. Can I make one then? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I am seven years old. My mom is rocking fine young cannibals. She dressed me crazy. Oh, oh. In our station wagon. Can we finish the song though? Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Yeah. One of the greatest songs ever written. The movie Batman came out June 23rd. An- and that movie took 10 years to get done. They started that movie in 1980. Yeah. Trying to get a script, trying to get someone on board. And they had all these directors trying to do it. And it took until them to get burned. Hey, but we're talking about 1989. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, but, I'm saying, but for, for Burton to finally get involved. Yeah. So it was a long time coming. People have been hearing for almost 10 years about that. Yeah. So when it finally dropped in 89, there was a lot of buildup. There have been magazine articles, and they talked about all the directors. Yeah. And then, of course, there's that Keaton Nicholson performance that just actually... Another delivered. hit song took over the radio, released with Batman, was Prince's Bat Dance. Oh, yeah, the one he played when he was poisoning everybody <laughs> in the scene? The movie came out on VHS in November of 1989. We had it. I watched it a thousand times. I wore that VHS the fuck out. And I was obsessed with Joker. I was obsessed with the Joker in that one. And then when Returns came out, I was obsessed with I just obsessed. Like the tape wore out. Yeah. For me, it was the music. And then it got all quiet. Dude, that was just like Elfman, like Danny Elfman, peak, top notch. So when the animated series came out, I love that they continued with Elfman to do the music. They did. And they kept the genre and the style. And they got Mr. Mark Hamill to be the Joker. <laughs> it was really well done. I yeah. loved that they did because it, it was very similar to Nicholson's like, yeah. attitude. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. But yeah, 89 was cool for that. What else? What else? Anything else you got? No, that was. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was two. <laughs> My parents had split at this point and I remember very specifically that movie. Like I, I, I've, I've, I'm a little bit crazy and they say that when you've got this type of crazy, you have a pretty photo- photographic memory. Which is, I think, pretty true. I remember a lot more from being two than most people my age. I'll describe to my mom like the the couch that we had that year, or the something that we did that year, and she'll be like, "Holy shit, you remember that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've got a pretty good idea." And that Batman VHS got worn out. Um, also, uh, the Ghostbusters cartoon that year was huge, was it yeah. not? That I remember being on TV. Uh, I would watch Barney because I was two. And then <laughs> the the Ghostbusters TV show would come on the cartoon. And I was like, no, 
Like, I'd cry if she turned it off. Be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, this is my shit. I absolutely loved the Ghostbusters TV show at that time. It was The, the real thing. Ghostbusters actually came out in 1986, but it, it picked up traction. That's like, what I meant. Like, so, there were seven seasons. So, so that was, was season three. So yeah. it was just starting to get super popular at that yeah. point. I loved it. Alf. How many seasons in was Alf in 1989? Because it was on TV. It was on every. It was on TBS. It was on. So there was four seasons, and it came out in 1986. So it was three seasons. It was in three as well. seasons in as well. Look at me go! I'm actually doing all right here. Alf was big. I loved it. Um, was Terminator the first one was out? The second one, I believe, was that not not 89? I think, I think, I think that was 90s. 90. Yeah. I think that was 90. But in 80, okay. So what other movies? Big 89. I'm trying to think. That we're, I think Batman was it. Batman took over. In my opinion, Batman was 89 because it was such a big movie. It came out in theaters when did you say? Uh, June. So it dropped on VHS that you, Christmas. You know what else came out in 1989? I went to the theaters for this. Honey, I shrunk the, the kids. The kids, huge. With the oatmeal, or not the oatmeal, the the Cheerios. Yeah. That Cheerios on the cover. Yeah. And the Cheerios scene with the big giant Cheerios. That was a huge scene. I remember being a kid and going, how the fuck do they make this movie? <laughs> because I'd seen the behind the scenes on how they made Batman. Yeah. I saw how Burton built Gotham from miniatures, and he built the city for real on a stage in L.A. and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, so how do they make this then? You know well, what I mean? We're going to make a giant bull. We're going to rape a lot of cows and put a lot of milk in the Unbelievable. bowl. Unbelievable. That's real milk. <laughs> That's real fucking milk in that scene. That's a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Batman and Tim Burton's um, uh, Edward Scissorhands all came out around that time, and they're really fun to, to watch how they made them because in the, they made shit back then. Like They didn't just show up and say, yeah, we'll figure it out with uh, computers. That was right before the computers showed up. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade came out in 1989. That was a big deal. So Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple the of The Little Doom. Mermaid. My first boner. <laughs> Let's talk about that. So it's 1980. Let's talk about that because I've talked about this before. I'll never forget this as long as I live. <laughs> My lot of boys are going to remember the first time they got a tingle in their pingle from a little girl. <laughs> but I'll never forget watching The Little Mermaid and being like, well, my... Oh, this something's wrong. <laughs> oh boy, I can't sit. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I swear, bro. Like, and that's why I was so disappointed when they did what they did to the Little Mermaid because, like, I've dated black girls. I find black women quite attractive, but uh, leave the Little Mermaid alone. Uh, when Harry met Sally, I'll have what she's having. Classic, uh, but I was a little old, young for yeah. Roadhouse. <laughs> That, that's also a good classic. Uh, Back to the Future Part 2. The second which, one was the best. she says is the best. And I'm like, no, I like the first one. The first one's good, but they perfected the formula by the second I didn't like the whole Biff thing in the future in Part 2. I didn't like that. I, I agree with that. That yeah. was kind of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uncle Buck. Got to give John Candy some love. Yep. John Candy was one and is still one of the greatest comedians. Feel the ever. dreams. If you build it, they will come. They will come. The Abyss. I loved that movie. Can't think I've seen that. Honestly, that was my brain looking through the archive. James Cameron. They go. They go underwater. Uh, they discover essentially alien life underwater. Deep, Fuck! I need to see this. Deep, deep, deep. deep it's underwater. Cameron. So yeah. it was right after he did Aliens. Yeah. No, he didn't do Aliens. Yeah, he did. Ridley oh. did the first one. The second oh, okay. one was him. Okay. I, he, I think it was fresh off of it when he did that. Sounds okay. like to me. Uh, Major League. Charlie oh. Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> what was Schwarzenegger doing in 89? Well, he put something out that year. 
Maybe well, a comedy? We'll see because I'm in the, the top movies right now. Let's do it. So uh, we got Parenthood. Oh! Steve Martin. Absolute classic. Director Ron Howard. What a time. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Dude! <laughs> totally! Right! <laughs> Dude! Well, like, Mark, <laughs> you ever think about, like, if the shop on in another universe, like, it's really rad? Whoa! No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we did think about it. All right. Pet Cemetery. Oh, uh, an adaption of the late 70s novel. And the best Christmas movie, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, 89? Was yeah. that? Yeah, I thought that was 87. No. Oh, that's it. That's the greatest Christmas. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. There is nothing that can top it as far as that's the best. The Grotty Kid Part 3, that wasn't. Oh. The third one, it, yeah. by then it was over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. Classic! I love Weekend at Birdies, but I, I want a Weekend at Birdies the first person that I ever actually put my hands on who's dead who's a friend of mine. That's like not a... Like the only people I've ever seen who are dead are like, you know, grandparents or somebody that just wouldn't be appropriate. But like, Mark, yeah. if you ever died, I'll be like, Tamara, she'd be like, what? And I'll be like, I don't know how we're going to get through this. And she'd be like, me neither. And I'll be like, can we Weekend at Birdies here for just like a few hours? And she'd be like, yes! <laughs> and Mark up in heaven would be like, oh, I'm glad they're doing that. <laughs> Uh, then you had uh, The Burbs with Tom Hanks. Born on the 4th of July with Tom ah! Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> just hated Jack Retarder, just fucking shits all over himself like a fucking asshole. Hey! Uh, you had uh, The Punisher with Dolph Lundgren. Worst one. <laughs> yeah. Look who's talking. That was big. John Travolta. Oh, Travolta! Bruce Willis voiced the Fuck baby. Yeah! Yeah! yeah that, uh, but stupid. <laughs> like, but big, but stupid. Kind of like kindergarten cop. Like, just yeah. stupid, but but big. But fun. It was funny. Funny, but stupid. Lethal Weapon Two. That was good. Woo! Woo! Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> That's these are. I'm, you're telling me that Lethal Weapon Two came out the same year Batman did. Yeah. What a fucking time. I wish I wasn't two. I wish I. had couldn't yeah. could take more. Mom, can you take me to Lethal Weapon? You're two. Shut up. I know, but I'm trying to enjoy the '80s while I still can. <laughs> uh, kickboxer Van Dam. Van Dam. Tango and Cash. Sly Stallone. Kurt Russell. Yeah, Stallone and Schwarzenegger were like head to head for action movies. That's why I'm surprised. Maybe Schwarzenegger had that year. He was busy filming that year, making stuff. Yeah, maybe because he was making Terminator Two, and I imagine that took a lot. Nightmare. On Elm Street, The Dream Child. That's that's the that's fourth it. one, isn't it? The Dream Child. Yeah, I thought that was The Dream Warriors. No, The Dream Child is part five. Oh, I, I what I say four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was getting late in the Freddy game. Uh, we got Star Trek Five: The Final Frontier. I started not to care then. Too. Yeah, and then uh, Little Monsters with Fred Savage. Very good. Howie, good Mandel. movie. I like that. How? Yeah, Howie Mandel. That was one of Howie's first. Very, that was why he got into bo making Bobby's World because of movies like that. Yeah. Very cool. So it was a cool time. Um, not a lot of people know this, but this was also... Let's talk a little bit about the politics of the time. So one of, if not the only one-term president in history who was alive in 1989. Who was that, Mark? George Bush Sr. There you go. George Bush Sr., the predecessor to... Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> you do it. Yeah, you do. That was a good one. <laughs> He was uh, uh, one of the only one-term presidents. It's funny because his son got two somehow. How, how <laughs> yeah. the fuck that happened? But either way, um, and I would argue, would I argue this? Yeah, that was the first president. Yeah, since then we've tried to impeach every fucking one. Ju uh, senior was impeached or tried to be impeached. Clinton was impeached because of the Monica blowjob shit. 
Bush Jr. they tried to get rid of after 9-11 because they said he didn't do anything and that fucking Saddam wasn't the bad guy and blamed everything on him. And they're probably right. Uh, it was after him. Barack, they tried to impeach because of the birth certificate, Muslim connection, said yeah. he wasn't who he says he was, all that shit. Uh, we know they tried to do it to Trump, a million, and they're still trying to do it yeah. to Trump. And they are currently also trying to do it to Biden because of his cokehead son. Yeah. So the the Bush Jr. and Bush Sr. was the beginning of a very long and steady decline in presidencies. I'm just gonna say it right fucking here. January twenty second, nineteen eighty nine, Ted Bundy is executed. There you go. What Florida's a way to start the year. Chair. Yeah. Electric chair? Yeah. In what state? Florida. Fuck yeah. They know how to fuck around in the South. <laughs> they fuck around by finding out. <laughs> I like it. What else? What else? There's a lot of cool shit that went on. Um, I want to talk about Canada. Was 1989 not the year Bob Ray won the? Um, <laughs> no, but I, okay. So I believe. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. You can look this up while I'm talking. Bob Ray, who was the, oh fuck, what are they called? Uh, the New Democratic Party leader, the NDP leader. So in Canada, we have a three-party system. We don't do two. We have uh, two main ones, and then we have a third one that likes to fuck everything up when we're trying to pass laws. And then we have like three other ones that have like one seat in the House each that just basically are there so that we can say there's representation for minorities. <clears throat> anyways, so <laughs> out, if you're not a Canadian, that's how it works. So anyways, the NDP, which is like the third, their job is to be the opposing party. If you're conservative, it's their job to say, hey, you know, people who have uh, broken legs and are disabled need money too. And don't forget the kids are in school and they need money. That's what their job is because the conservatives, for the most part, are just like, we're middle class and we need to get to work. We want good roads and we want nice cities and we don't want to pay a lot of taxes. And that's how it rolls. But Bob Ray was elected uh, provincial leader. Uh, of Ontario in 1990. Oh, okay. So this is Ray. So before. this is next. This is episode. the calm before the storm. <laughs> this is next episode. Next episode, we'll talk about Bob Ray. There you go. There you go. I'm gonna cut it off there. We'll talk about Bob. Was it really? I thought it was 89. Yeah. Here, I he was campaigning. Now, okay, let's go with that. He was on a campaign trail to ruin the 90s. Yeah. So just th let's let's build up the scenario, right? Let's build it up. So when you join in, tune in next time on the Shot Pod. Hang on. <laughs> tune in next time on the Shot Pod. Where we will talk more about Bob Ray and how he ruined the 90s. But during 1989, he was beginning to swell up enough support so that he could destroy your children's future. There you go. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, that's what Canadian politics were like. It was the, this is how bad Canadian politics were. We voted for an NDP guy six months from <laughs> 1989. We were like, yeah, conservatives, liberals, they both seem horrible. Let's go. Imagine doing that now and being like, yeah, let's go with Jagmeet. Yeah. He seems like a good middle ground. And then Jagmeet wins and he's like, uh, hi. Oh, I won. Oh, oh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I uh my job is to oppose the liberals when they decide to spend all your money and tell the conservatives that the homeless people exist. <laughs> uh I don't really know what to do with all the power. I wasn't built for this. <laughs> <laughs> Not computing. <laughs> the NDP cannot take control. That's basically what happened. So Anyways, you'll hear more about that next week. But there was enough turmoil in Canada that we went in a, let's be honest, communist direction. We were like, you know what? Being conservative, being right wing, it's not going well for us. Let's jump on that commie train. Let's get on the commie express. Let's get on the kamikaze west. Let's go do this. Let's do this kamikaze east, kamikaze. Let's, let's do it. Communism doesn't sound so bad. It's 89. It's not such a bad word, right? Was it a bad word in the 60s? Yes. Was it a bad <laughs> word in the 70s? It was a really, really bad word. But about like 82. Don't fuck around. What about like 86? Wasn't so bad. 
Well, it's 89 now. <laughs> Maybe. We try that shit out, right? I mean, he's making a lot of sense. He's not talking about communist values. He's not talking about communist economics. He's not even using communist words. He's not even really that communist with his values. But another communist party. Hmm. You know what? Let's give him a shot. <laughs> Let's give him a shot. Because this liberal, this conservative thing, we've been doing this for like, how old was Canada in 89? Like 120 years old. We've been doing this for like 120 years. Okay? It's not going that great right now. Let's try this NDP thing. Let's see how it goes. Anyway, it's a relatively new party. I think they only formed in like the late 70s. The party's not even 10 years old. Is this party ready for power? Complete political power? I mean, it's minority government power, Let, but it's still power. Let's try them out. You know what? Let's try them out. I think it could work, don't you? What do you think? We could try it. I think we should try this out. How do you feel about it? I feel confident. Yeah. Yeah, you feel confident too? Yeah, let's, let's, let's put this in demo mode. Bob, let's go. Start campaigning. To be continued. <laughs> <laughs> and for those that know politics, the second half of this is going to... Next episode is going to be funny. I'm just going to say. You guys think it's a cliffhanger? It's not. Everybody dies in the end. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, 1989 was a cool time. Movies, mu- music was... Uh, things were fucking... Michael Jackson was a goddamn king still. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, things... things just, let's just close your eyes and... <laughs> just picture the the 80s walking down New York yeah. City, listening to that. Oh yeah! Ooh. And then what's that on the radio? You know, it's 1989, so it's just like sweet child of mine's just still Madonna big. Madonna living on a prayer, number living, one. Living on a prayer? That was. Or living like a prayer. <laughs> living like a prayer. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. Living like a prayer. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll be real. Madonna's amazing. We've talked about this before. I mean, Madonna's like the queen of pop. Like you, you, you don't realize how good Madonna is until you're like, I'm gonna learn a Madonna song. And you're like, holy fuck, there's 27 chords in this song. It's good. Like she's got her shit. That that one. That one's good. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. I got a lot of notes, and we're we're oh. we're getting towards the end here. Okay. So. I decided to do something productive for the shop pod. I Googled the shop pod without a zero. And uh, Alex had talked about this before. And I found the one shop podcast, the two shop podcast, the shoot your shop pod, the establishing shop pod, the long shop pod. This is why that zero in shot is essential. Yeah. Because as long as you put that zero in, the top 10 entries or so will be us. All us. As soon as you drop that zero, you get all these dumb motherfuckers that ain't us. Yeah, you forget that posers. You forget that zero, and you could be listening to the long shot. Pod. Don't listen to whatever he's saying. What's length got to do with it? Wasn't that how the Tina Turner what's song went? Length got to do, <laughs> got to do with it. Oh, hey, give me my tambourine, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so from the week of August first throughout to August eighth, BC had an average temperature of between. 21 to 23 degrees Celsius. Room that te- is fucking low. Room temperature varies from 20 to 25 degrees Celsius. That's not even warm, Mark. Fires ripped through BC, and CBC wants to tell us it's climate change. The same temperature as your house for comfortable living is dry enough to set fires to forests provincially wide. Holy shit! No, Mark, stop, stop. While you were saying that, a fire broke out in our 22-degree room right Holy here. Holy It's everywhere! It's America! It's a fucking... Beep, beep, beep. None of that happened. 
That's the government lying to you. Well, that was actually Alex right there. But yes, no, I but I'm just saying, point. and you bought it. You saw how easy see how easy I sold that to you? Yeah. You idiots. <laughs> Nah, we all know. I I love you guys, and I know you're smart enough to laugh, yeah. laugh at this shit with us. So we had an issue with Ticketmaster before when we were talking about when we were talking about the price of uh, tickets for Blink 182 and Taylor Swift. But get this shit, not that tickets are affordable. So everyone Tamara knows signed up for codes to get tickets as soon as they went on sale for Tor- the Toronto show in 2024 of Taylor Swift. Everyone was waitlisted. In fact. The liberal media site BlogTO posted an article about how everyone in TO was waitlisted. Then Tamara read that some people in America got their codes for tickets for the Toronto show. Ticketmaster seriously needs to implode. That is no, one no, no, monopoly. No, no. Implode? That needs to be well, we need to hurt them. I'm sorry. If you work for Ticketmaster, get a new job because we want to fucking get you. We all want to get you. Every music lover, every band, every concert promoter, every person that's rich and owns the venues and owns the bands and the music and every poor person that's poor that's buying the tickets to go see them fucking hate you. We all want to find your children and torture them in front of you because you're horrible people. Okay. Why you're have gonna, you been You're going to get us in trouble with that one. You're ruined. <laughs> Why have your fucking... Like, $900 for Blink tickets is one thing, okay? It's it, it's not because it's only six people, Mark. Yeah. That's the problem. It's like these companies, have bare, they, they used to have big offices everywhere where you could sit on the phone. Try calling these companies now. Nobody fucking works for them anymore, Mark. The people that work for them are the actual evil cunts that we want to get. Yeah. They've gotten ripped. Ticketmaster's notorious for outsourcing all their shit to countries we can't get to, or the people that work here in-house are the garbage we're talking about, the people marking it up, the yeah. people destroying everything with their StubHub horse shit. I'm telling you, if Stalin could get a time machine, he'd be the president of fucking Ticketmaster. <laughs> he loved this shit. Look up. Yeah. He loved this shit, this monopolistic fucking militaristic style of and then they go and they lobby to pass laws so no one else can fucking make money in the same yeah. industry it's fucking stalin bro it's hilarious so yeah fuck you Ticketmaster. so andy no american journalist who was straight up assaulted by antifa many times lost his trial against antifa affiliated members john cullen hacker and elizabeth renee richter found not liable in the civil case brought against them the defense attorney told the jury she was Antifa and their faces would be remembered. So yeah, Andy lost his case right there. All throughout the trial, they were trying to find out who the jurors were. But I guess in the end, they didn't have to because the defense attorney is one of them. Right there, that judge should have declared a mistrial. You can't threaten a jury. And if the judge allowed it, then the judge is corrupt too. Antifa was supposed to be an idea. But this idea has attorneys, attorneys that will intimidate juries. And remember, kids, Antifa stands for anti-racist, anti-fascist, but they would prefer to silence the opposite side of politics, which is, say it with me, fascism. There's something about this that's getting old, this entire thing. Okay, a couple things. One, I'm alone. Two, I mean, I have friends, but not the same amount of friends I had when I was younger. Like, if you fucked with me, I had friends who had friends who had friends. An army who would fuck you and your friends up. But as you grow up and distance falls, falls between you and those friends, life fucks you up. Not Feel- even that. All those friends grow up and get families and jobs yeah, exactly. of their own. Exactly. They're like, yeah, I'm not willing to go Turning baseball bait in- that, bat that guy in half for you anymore because I have a six-year-old. Right. 
I no longer have the numbers I had. I'm still not scared, probably, because of the life I lived. Well, I, now we're big and strong, and we'll fuck you up ourselves. Yeah. We don't need an army. We were tiny back then. I seen your skinny ass in the, when you were 22. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you don't want to. I've been in fights. I've now. been beat up, jumped by two bigger guys than me, fought people and won, fought people and lost. But the thing with Antifa is numbers, and as crazy slash psycho as they get, you got to get just as bad. But you've got to be careful in this trial. One of the affiliate people straight up said he was involved in the physical assaulting of Andy, but in the end, that threat to the jurors got Antifa off scot-free. And they'll hold you accountable for doing something to any one of their members, and they have far-left politics on their side, and it's far-lefties that are running things everywhere, so the deck's stacked against everyone, not far-left. I guess that's why the silent majority is a necessary thing. It's also why Hunter Biden's not in jail. Yeah. Like, really, it's because it's just obvious that if you're on the left, then you get away with whatever you want. Yeah. So Ecuadorian presidential candidate leaving his rally got assassinated. And who do you think was involved? CIA, WEF, both? Maybe the FBI. Maybe. Just toss all those favorite acronyms up there. Because if there's somebody that's going against what... Uh, the Tell me about this Ecuadorian candidate, though. What was his What was his stance politically? That I don't know. I'd love to know a little bit more about why this guy. Like, what was it that he wanted that that or what What was it about his uh, political thoughts or what was he doing or saying that makes it obvious that he was a uh, target? That's what kind of because I mean we're all, we're talking about um, countries that are how do I say this nicely. Um, far less organized than ours and i mean ours are a fucking shamble of political mess he was denouncing and fighting against drug trafficking yeah okay so it's a police state okay <laughs> you know like <laughs> it's a police state it's over it's like i don't like drugs you're like Pow. did somebody shoot him for saying i don't like drugs yes what do you feel about drugs i love drugs that's he's an I- anti-corruption figure Oh, okay. So, I mean, I mean, the world's just corrupt right now anyways, right? <laughs> Anti-corruption. There's not enough corruption over there. Oh, there's somebody running against corruption? Kill that man. Right I think it's, yeah, that's kind of funny. I'm anti-corruption. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what type of corruption? It doesn't matter. He's already dead. Move on. Like, no, that's fucked up, man. Like, I'm kind of making a joke about it, but the bottom line is, is that, like, we can't... If the level of corruption is as deep as it is on first world countries like Canada and the United States, I'm not surprised that if you have an independent thought in Ecuador, they just yeah. cap you. I'm not surprised at all. So I got to say this. This isn't with the rest of my Trump notes, but I just want to say this now. Uh, we'll call it foreshadowing before we get into to all the Trump stuff. Foreskinning? What? Trump is told he can call witnesses and all the January 6th documents from, the, uh, from that uh, committee have gone up in flames. All of them. Okay. Right? Talking about corruption. One of the other police officers on the scene at the George Floyd arrest, the cop who wasn't doing anything, was just sentenced to five years in prison. Oh, Jesus Christ. And so that's when this le- happened... That's the left, bro. I'm sorry, bro. You can't do that. Yeah. And so, and so when that happened... His job was to support his fellow officers, and his fellow officer was fucking doing doing what he was doing like that. I'm sorry, it's his job. It's his job to support the guys. If you send one guy to jail for five years for supporting a guy who was doing something wrong, the whole system's corrupt. Yeah. You gotta start from the scratch, bro. Yeah. But in light of him doing this, I mentioned to you a while ago there was an entire county, yeah, in Minnesota of police that walked of up. police that just resigned. They're like, "Fuck you! You want to put us away for five years because we're backing each other up." Like, yeah, the guy doing what he was doing was wrong, but it's still their job to back each other up. That's their yeah. job. And it's, it's a military and, attitude. It was the state's policy as well. 
Yeah, like, state like, policy, yeah. Like, like what the guy was doing, kneeling on his back, that was state training. It wasn't even... It wasn't even... I know, but we could sit here and argue all day that there was unnecessary force and blah, 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 all that kind of shit. The yeah. bottom line is, is that the guy that was standing there doing his job is not at fault. You want to fuck with the guy who killed George Floyd? You want to wa- go on about George Floyd himself? You want to, you know, put these two people out on, on a political spec, uh, a political platform and and hang their them out to dry for their for their, for their things? That's fine. But you're di- now you're like, oh, you were you were there. You just in, you were just <laughs> fucking there. You piece of shit. And you were like punched. Yeah. And you were punched in on the clock. I'm sorry. It's his job to support. If if the guy that was killing Floyd was doing the right thing. We would have wanted him to back his homie up because we need police to do that. We need them to have each other. Otherwise, it's not a police force. Well, it's a fucking gang then. Well, th- think of it like this. When one person is detaining somebody else, it is the job of the other officer to keep the other people back. Yeah. So yeah. if that person is keeping people back. He's busy. Yeah. I'll have time to evaluate whether my buddy's doing his job or not. I'm here assuming he is. That's why he got the job. Yeah. If he's not, that sounds like a screening process problem to me. It sounds like yeah. you guys are just hiring the wrong guy for the right job. Yeah, <laughs> which we talked about last week. If you want to know about what it's like when you take at certain administrations and you just hire the right people based on color and sex and not based on actual integrity and yeah. actual credentials, this is where it gets you. Yeah. So Tiffany Gomez is the name of the woman on the plane who needed to get off because of a dark figure slash passenger. No one has seen what see, what she saw. She was sober. She was coherent. And in the full video, the extended cut from another passenger posted on Steven Crowder's Twitter, she's so scared she starts crying about needing off the plane. And she didn't even care about her stuff. Flight attendants were trying to help her find her stuff, and she didn't care. She stated she didn't care about her things. She needed off that plane. I saw this video, and this woman is hysterical. And if she was sober and not on any medication when she was acting like that, it says a lot. Yeah. Now, I know it delayed the flight, and I have no idea if there were any passengers late for an appointment in another state or whatever. But whenever I see somebody that scared, I can empathize and sympathize for them. Would it have set red flags off for me if I were on the plane? Probably. I would probably be a little concerned, not just because I, I love Final Destination, but when you have a sober... Imagine being on the plane with your family, though. Yeah, when you have a sober, coherent person crying in fear because of a dark figure that was sitting two seats over from her that retreated to the back of the plane. I've seen people make jokes of this scenario. An artist painted her standing in the aisle with a leprechaun, tooth fairy, and all other make-believe figures in the seats. I mean, she didn't expect to go viral. It wasn't her or anyone she knew that said... Watch this. Hit record and then cause a commotion. She wasn't doing it for attention. She wanted off the plane. Remember that time United Airlines removing people from the plane against their well their will? Well, now you had somebody trying to get off the plane. Yeah. This woman well, I don't fly anywhere, Mark. This, this woman owns a $1.6 million property. She's a marketing exec and works for some pretty big brands. When she needed off the plane, flight attendants got everyone off to screen the plane. She tried to get back into the boarding area after, but instead was escorted to the non-secure part of the airport where she was sat on the curb and warned by police. She called for an Uber and left the airport. People have been stalking her, staking out her place, and whatever else goes through with, with this, uh, going through her mail. The, the things that come with fame, everybody wants, I mean, the, the, ne- the next big scoop. So they will tear down your life. She's gotten a lawyer and is threatening legal action against anyone who continues to stalk her. So, let's talk about the BS indictments. 
He was indicted for the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels, which Trump's former lawyer says happened. Then you have a sworn affidavit from Stormy Daniels herself saying didn't happen. So it's a matter of her word against Trump's former lawyer. But uh, he got an indicted on it. Or how about Trump knew he lost the election, so he was defrauding it by riling up his base. Trump 100% believes wholeheartedly he won that election. A lot of other people believe this, too. And so does his base. Hell, all of the video evidence proves it. But Jack Smith says, nah, Trump knows he lost and can prove it. So he's being indicted for that, but he, he can't prove it. How do you prove that somebody has an opinion of something? Exactly. That's so, so fucking stupid, stupid right? He's also being indicted from a RICO investigation with a recording of him saying to Georgia's uh, Republican Secretary of State, I'll help you find the, uh, the other 11,780 votes. I guess this is what they say is corruption. Well, let's look at the evidence to contest this. There were how many rep Republican ballots found in the trash? While Michigan police uh, found fake voter registrations, bags of prepaid gift cards, guns with silencers, burner phones, and a Democrat-funded organization with multiple temporary facilities in several states in a massive 2020 voter fraud bust. Yeah, in a giant, like like a hole in the ground full of garbage bags. With these <laughs> I'm not making, but we're not making this up, guys. You can't make this shit up. Yeah. There's a hole in the ground in Michigan that somebody was like. <laughs> so funny, I got the line, and I didn't make any of that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not making this shit up, bro. Like, there's a hole in Michigan, and they're like, "What's this?" And it's like 35 garbage bags in this hole, and the garbage bags are full of documents where there's like silencers for guns burner phones by the fucking like t hundreds and all this shit and then a bunch of voter registration cards yeah all democratic just in or sorry all republican in this landfill so basically things that weren't no no no, no no it's all democratic it's all, it's all fake okay so it could be people who read they burned it after they registered to vote so yeah. that they can't be proven that they don't exist yeah. right 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 but either way just like and we're all just like <laughs> yo uh trump's a bad guy Eminem told me. <laughs> hey, Trump's not cool, you know. De Niro, he doesn't like him. He thinks he's a punk. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. just keep fucking tunnel vision. So Trump's saying he'll help find his votes. Why is that illegal? Is it considered election tampering if you're trying to find ballots? that Campaigning were is illegal if you're a Republican with right-wing views. Is it election tampering if you know... Because, let's be honest, all the videos we've seen, he's had to have seen. So if you know they're straight-up fraud, which many states are well aware of, is it election tampering in trying to fight that fraud by finding votes that were thrown out? I don't think yes, it is. It oh. is definitely. Yes, it oh, is, Mark. Damn. You See? are in the okay. wrong. Yeah. Yep. You are wrong. Yeah. And now Fulton County has made it even more incredibly obvious that they want the trial to begin. Um, so has made cheating more incredibly obvious. They want the trial to begin March 4th, 2024, the day before the Super Tuesday primaries in the U.S., <laughs> where the greatest number of U.S. states hold primary elections. Uh, and they're setting it up so that Trump can't run for president. Yeah. Because he'd win. But Again! Now, but for now, the third time. But now his lawyers are being indicted, too. Democrats are saying if you work with Donald Trump in any way, 
will call you a co-conspirator. Yeah. This is literally how corrupt the Democratic Party is. So This is some 1940s Nazi party shit. Yeah, so what should be done about this? Well, how about it, this? If anything, Can you go into more detail with that, though? So what are they doing? So uh, Trump's had how many lawyers say, I'm Trump's lawyer, and then immediately be indicted and removed as his lawyer? What's the number? 18. 18? Yeah. Not eight? 18. 18. So 18 people have said, I represent Donald Trump. And they're like, and they're all. Being oh, you invited. represent him. You must co-conspirate in this Russian shit and this yeah. fucking uh, uh, January 8th shit. And you must be co-conspirator. So you're not allowed to be his lawyer. We're going to remove you from the bar right now. Yeah. And then he gets another guy and they're like, you, you're also you. And they did that 17 times in a row. And no one said. Right. We live in fucking Cuba. Right. So I'm not saying an insurrection should happen, but I'm fairly certain the U.S. is close to the state of civil war. I mean, think of the due process that Trump is legally allowed to have while Democrats are literally destroying that. What is that? You have the right to a lawyer if you can't afford one, then the state will appoint one to you? Yeah. So when did the state appoint one to him? Because I'm pretty sure even a state-appointed lawyer could get Trump off at this point. <laughs> like, there's so much evidence yeah. against it. Yeah, he's allowed to have lawyers, so why indict, indict a single lawyer he hires? This is one of the most fucked up things to happen to a politician in American history that's not death. I mean, I don't know if you remember what the Bret Hart uh, WWF called uh, the Montreal Screwjob, but this is literally the Democrats' screwjob. This is fascism. It's literally not just trying to silence the other side, but their political, but put their political opponent in jail and arrest anyone working with them is literally fascism. And they're doing it because there's no Republican candidate that can touch Trump's um, uh, popularity. Yeah. You know, RFK's trying. Kanye tried. They can't do it. A Utah man said on social media he wanted to kill Joe Biden in a post. FBI showed up to his house and shot him dead. <laughs> Didn't just arrest him. Like... FBI! Boom. Get out! Get what the fuck? Well, I want to kill them too. Okay, yeah. I better get out. I got to get out of here before they get me. You're going to get extradited and then shot. And you guys are going to be like, well, Alex used to be on the shop on. <laughs> yeah. We love the Bidens. <laughs> <laughs> the football star from the movie Blindside. I don't, I don't know this guy's name. I could Google it, but I didn't care that much for it. Wasn't actually adopted. So in the movie, it's about a football star who gets uh, adopted to play football, uh, who gets to play football from his adopted parents, except he found out he wasn't adopted and instead was entered into a conservatorship. He didn't know that his entire adopted family turned out to be his real family, and they all made money from the blind side in royalties and whatnot. Except for the football star. He didn't make a dime. So he hired a lawyer recently who found the conservatorship documents. He's now suing for damages and royalties. How much? Oh, I don't know. Probably a fuckload of money. It should be. Yeah. Because they owe him a lot of money. Yeah, they like $200 million. Yeah. So the Maui fires have been crazy, burning up properties, leaving a few trees behind, and apparently umbrellas in a car. If you're blue, you're good. Sonic would be fine if yeah. Maui was on fire. You just walk through it, apparently. Yeah. While, uh, while buildings just went up in flames. And now, whether you believe in HARP or not, or the laser that the government used in Chile to set shit ablaze, whatever, the government is now buying up the scorched land. 
Well, isn't that convenient, you ask? I thought so, too. The running conspiracy theory behind this was that it wasn't a wildfire. It was a fire meant to destroy everything so the government would buy up the land and rebuild cities, but in the 15-minute city's fashion. I guess time will tell. But so far, the conspiracy theorists are up on points for being accurate. Yes, once again, we win. We get more points, guys, because like, there's so many and so many, there's so many videos I'm seeing out there of all of this, like this coastline, and it's just clear except yeah. for like a well, half kilometer behind like three, yeah. not the, the beachfront front properties didn't burn yeah but then you go 400 meters back and it's just like mud and burnt buildings yeah. and it's a pile of rubble yeah. and shit it's in, it's insane and then you've just got pristine beachfront yeah it's fucking insane yeah alec baldwin will finally be charged as a new forensic report showed he had to pull the trigger for the gun to fire. As in, it won't misfire no matter how many attempts were tested. So Alec Baldwin is uh, finally going to be charged for the murder. Also, no end in sight for the actor strike and, and writer strike. I don't mind this. I mean, They're both on strike now? Yeah. It's all one? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I really want to see Deadpool 3, but I'm not dying for it. Also, all the agendas they push in their content can't get pushed. So my life hasn't changed for the worse or anything. And some actors are saying... Stick with independent films. Those those are better than non-agenda-pushing films anyways. A few actors have spoken up against the strikes. They get blasted by the mainstream. Zachary Levi is one. Stephen Amell, to name a couple. Oh, Zachary Levi was speaking. He's, he's um, um, the DC. Shazam. Yeah, he's yeah. Shazam, but he was in Chuck, too. Yeah. So, a lot of questionable shit with the Maui fires. Do you think it's climate change? Do you think it's that satellite ray that we've seen blasting the streets of Chile? Well, the suspected cause of the fire is a downed power line. Who owns the electric company in Maui? BlackRock. Ooh. Ooh, them shady devils are at it again. Pushing climate change as the cause. Water officials are under fire. Get it? For delaying water releases to fight the fire. There's also an emergency siren that didn't go off until much later, basically when it was too late. And as people were trying to leave, police were blocking the exits. And why? All for the purpose of appearance, to make everything appear much worse, to push climate change in the media. We have to legi legitimately question everything. If you just go along with it, then you're a yuppie cunt. <laughs> you sound like me, Mark. <laughs> yeah. COVID measures showed us the overreach. Oh, and Alex Jones reports that COVID measures are coming back in September. By December, full lockdown. They're already starting to try the shit in the UK. Yeah, of course, the election's coming up, and Democrats need to win in 2024 by any means necessary, which we'll get into in a bit. Now, a public service announcement. I've got a friend who listens to the po this podcast, and while she appreciates everything we talk about, she gets scared of the political stuff because we're talking about just how corrupt the world is. But have no fear, or rather, do fear. <laughs> Because, you know, we're just as afraid. Also pissed off, but afraid. Yeah, you got the wrong emotion. You got to take <laughs> all that, oh my God, and you have to turn it into, I have a lot of guns, please fuck around. <laughs> that's all you can do, because that's all you can do. You, the reason you're scared is because you don't have control. Yeah. That's what all humans fear is what we can't control. You have a lot more control over the situation if you just arm yourself. <laughs> yeah. So Bill C-18 has officially taken off, and I'm still seeing plenty of news, just not on meta platforms, which I'm fine with. You know what? I'm good with banning news across all platforms. You know why? Because they're 
there are provocateurs all over the place. You see in movies or even some video games, watch watchdogs, just campaigns where the government has a building with people who are paid to create account after account for the influence on social media. Hell, our own government supplied funding for influencers on social media. All they get paid to do is spread lies. Example, if someone says Trudeau cares about the people of Canada, we know that's a lie. Even immigrants coming into this country are taking to social media to say the government is lying. They come here and shit's too expensive. They can't keep themselves paid for. They can't pay for we rent. Can't, food. We yeah. can't afford these things, and we were born here with the opportunities to work and provide for ourselves, so no one's surprised when they can. Yeah. So the fact that in Toronto we have migrants sleeping in churches or migrants crammed into an old hotel. You think the homeless p- issue in your city's bad? Go to Toronto. They're not able to do anything about it either. Trudeau will not boast about, or Trudeau will boast about creating 200 homes, but talk about the million migrants that have entered the country. Even if you are a liberal, at what point will you see that all talking points of liberals are lies, false advertisements? This is another point about news on social media, the polarization. So when Trudeau is mad, uh, social media won't share news links. It takes away the ability to polarize the populations. That's what he lives for. We might as well call him Mr. Division himself. Just wait until the next lockdowns come with this new strain. You want to know why there hasn't been any new strains until the upcoming one? The biolabs in Ukraine were attacked by Russians. Since then, they needed to rebuild elsewhere. So rather than thinking, oh no, a new strain is coming, think, where are the biolabs now? They want people to fall in line and they're going to force them. With a new strain on the way, Trudeau knows blocking all the news, except the government-funded news, is essential, so we can't join in on the rest of the world's revolt. Fall in line is what they want. Bill C-11 and Bill C-18 is supposed to give them more control. That's what we want, right, Mark? Yeah, yeah. We want them to have more control over us, because when we gave them all the control in 2020... When they were like, oh, my God, there's an evil disease out here, and it's going to kill your, your grandparents and you if you're not careful. And we were like, wow, that sounds scary. Here, take all the control. I mean, you guys seem like you know what's up. They did such a good job of handling it. You know, they were just, they <laughs> made sure that they just, we all felt safe, and that our jobs stayed secure, and that the economy stayed in a good place so that we could go back to work. And they made sure that our kids didn't feel scared, and they definitely didn't lie to us about things. Yeah, definitely. So Yeah, exactly. I would trust them with another pandemic. Yeah. To wrap this up, I was thinking about uh, there was an actress that was in uh, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Uh, it was the female actress that was on Tom Cruise's side in the crew that was fighting with a sword. Uh, oh, the she, girl that died on the bridge. Yeah. Spoiler! Yeah, she actually played uh, one of the main villains in uh, Doctor Sleep, which is a, a sequel to The Shining. Oh! And uh, Dr. Sleep was all about this person trying to steal The Shining, uh, the power of The Shining, from anybody who's capable of using this power. But the imagery of this movie is it's a child with The Shining power who's terrified of this woman who's literally trying to suck this Shining power out of this this kid. And all I could think now while thinking back on that is... Adrenochrome. Adrenochrome. <laughs> I knew you were going to say adrenochrome. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, I feel as soon what as you started, I was like, yeah, it's like a metaphor for these fucking psychopathic elites drinking babies blood. Yeah, that's. And so when we say drinking babies blood, blood, what we're talking about previously on that shot pod, uh, previous episode we talked about a chemical that's released, and it's only released in this concentration in very small children, like, you know. From birth to ten, I guess something like that. Yeah, and it's a severe, it's a severe anxiety. It's like a, it's like a chemical that gets released when you are absolutely terrified on a level that you can't get when you're an adult because you're just aware of the world around you. Yeah, and th- this, they, this chemical when harnessed or or brought out of the body or whatever or consumed by another person. Apparently, you, it does a body good if you consume it. Apparently, it keeps <laughs> you young. It's like the fountain of fucking youth. Uh, and uh, you know, so they were grooming these. Kids on the Epstein Island to eat them and fuck them, and we're all just supposed to be like, "That's okay, Hollywood. We like your movies." <laughs> I guess I don't know. I guess that's what they thought. They, and then yeah. we're like, "You're doing what to who?" <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Shh, Jeffrey." Yeah, shit, people are catching on. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, Jeffrey hung himself. He wasn't happy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Chester Bennington killed himself. He wasn't happy. Okay. Uh, it was a uh, sound guard guy, Chris Cornell. He killed himself. He wasn't happy. Okay, okay, sure. These guys didn't know anything about your pedophile rings. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. And that wraps it up. We are at two hours. I want to thank everybody. Episode 89 is over. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank Spotify for letting our music, uh, sl- sorry, letting our podcast be available on it. If you go to Spotify and search the Shot Pod with a zero and shot, you're going to find us. You probably won't find us on Spotify that way. You actually have to Google us to find us on Spotify. Yeah, just but, go to Google. Google's yeah. the old. You'll find us on all the, the sites, as well as some that we weren't aware that we're on. We're on YouTube, too. You go to YouTube and search Shot Pod with a zero. That's how you do it. But what's the best place to find us? dot the shotpod.com. Remember that zero. Don't forget the zero. God damn it.